Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! From the IMLD Home Studios, in its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. Super Mega Wild Card Football Weekend, yay, sports, starts tomorrow. First of three days in a row of NFL playoff action, and we're going to have all you can stand, all the breakdown that you can handle getting you ready for those playoff games. But first, we have to figure out what in the world was all that that just happened last weekend, week 18, longest season ever, finally came to an end, and boy, was it a, a dramatic ending. Uh, we'll try to figure out what that was exactly. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you on a Friday night, January the 14th, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We finally made it. The finish line, the marathon, it was just as long as you could possibly think. And if that wasn't long enough, it went overtime in the last game of the season. Yeah. Uh, Jay, that was just insanity. I, I don't know how much of that you caught live, but it was it was craziness. I caught a- – big chunks of it live and then I was following on my phone um you know f- figured it was over when Raiders were up 15 and the Chargers were trying to uh you know Brandon Staley was trying to get himself fired I think uh with some of the decisions but that's who they were all year uh, so you know I give them I give them credit to staying true to themselves but I don't think that going forward on a fourth down it, it, you know your own 18 or, or 28. It, it was like a fourth of two, and it was either at their 18 or their 28. I know there was an eight involved in it. Um, it just, you know, sometimes you know, we talked about this sort of epidemic going through the league of, of teams going for two or passing up field goals because of, of the analytics. That's great if you're if you're playing Madden. Or, or that's because that that's this these teams are, these coaches are pl- pulling some mad stuff. I'm even texting you this like these these guys these coaches now. I think this current generation of coaches played a little too much Madden. It, it's not the same when you are lining up against guys who are millionaires, just like your offensive guys are millionaires, whose job is to stop you, and uh, you don't want to paint yourself into these corners and these bad situations. And you know one of the one of the quotes after the game was about how uh you know Justin Herbert was was the guy because you know one of the one of the players for the Chargers says well that's why we keep going for it because you know Justin Herbert he just kept showing out fourth down after fourth down after fourth down that he's the man uh I do believe on that fourth down call they tried to just run the ball and uh did, didn't work <laughs> so I understand that Justin Herbert's the man but if you're going to have that much faith in your quarterback, don't, don't try to draw up the middle on fourth and two and you know, deep inside your own territory. Because that, that was the point where I knew that game was over. Uh, obviously, the, the Chargers made it interesting, and we got the overtime and almost 
damn near had a tie. And I liked all of the talk about did the Raiders kick that field goal just to spite the Chargers because they called that timeout, um, which we'll never know. <laughs> it sure felt like that game was – it sure felt like the Raiders weren't going to have a major problem with that ending in a tie. Um, and then the Chargers call that timeout, and then there's two seconds left on the clock, and then uh, you know Daniel Carlson gets a little playoff uh, redemption yeah. uh, banging – you know, not playoffs yet, but gets his team into the playoffs, banging home that that forty-seven yarder. And uh, obviously, Daniel Carlson is the famous uh, with the famous miss in the, uh, in New Minnesota in that wild game where they missed that ball in the in the snow in, in the snow and cold in Minnesota against Seattle when they were playing outside in that in between season uh, in between mm-hmm. stadiums, and, and misses that twenty-yard field goal. To, to lose that game for them. So a little, little, little redemption arc, I would, I guess for, for Daniel Carlson, but what, what, yeah, what a crazy game, a crazy week. Um, obviously, you know, we've got more teams. I could, we talked about the, the lack of, you know, interesting games because everything just sort of was slotted into place. And uh, we talk about that Raiders chargers game, but nobody, uh, nobody shit the bed worse than the Indianapolis Colts. So we got to make sure we talk about that because, whoo boy, uh, as much as it, it, intrigue and excitement and craziness as we had in that overtime game, a lot of these things don't have to happen if the Colts just don't completely went to the bed like they did in Jacksonville. <laughs> so is Frank Reich fired now? I know you were trying to fire him yes. before. Is he, is... Yes, <laughs> I am rubber stamp full endorsement <laughs> you don't go down like you don't go down to Jacksonville and do that now maybe the Jags were uh, maybe the Jags were a little you know inspired by their fans showing up dressed like clowns maybe they just decided <laughs> to show up I remember texting you at a point in that game like wow Trevor Lawrence sure picked a hell of a time to start looking like the number one pick in the draft <laughs> yeah finally you know, only took him to the end know, of like, the season yeah, they're like, okay, this is what it took. Um, but, yeah, obviously we we don't need that excitement on Sunday night mm. if, the, if, the, if the Colts take care of business early in the day and, and make all of that moot. Unbelievable. We, the, we, the talk all week was how the, the Steelers or the Ravens had this minuscule outside chance of, of still making the playoffs after everything those teams had been through. But the the unthinkable would have to happen. The Colts would have to go down to Jacksonville and lose as humongous favorites, fifteen and a half point favorites down yeah. in Jacksonville. The nine and seven Colts would have to go to the two and fourteen laughing stock, fired their coach before he could complete a whole season <laughs> Jaguars. Fans you showing up in clown suits. That's how terrible Full- they are. And they, they did it. They went down there we and went to bed. We did not went to the bed. That's my new saying. We did I like not. I, I used that a few years ago, but I, I pulled it back out because it's not more applicable ever than it is right now. Because um, he keeps doing it. Yes. But neither one of us took the Colts. No, we sure did. Sure the hell did. Not with, that, not with that many points. Now, neither one of us said they were going to go down to Jacksonville and no, no, no. choke on it. Yes, no. You don't want to pat ourselves on the back too hard. We don't want to throw our, our shoulders out. But – Neither one of us felt secure enough, given all those points. No, we we knew we we kind of knew. You, you can't really trust 
Carson Wentz in that situation. The uh, yeah, the Jags, no, they're not a good team at all. There's no uh, – I've, I've downed them and dogged them and talked bad about them all year, yeah. especially with the Urban Meyer stuff. So I'm not trying to say that they were the sleeping dog that were waiting to jump up and get you. But <laughs> you look at that, that win over the Bills. You look at this win over the Colts. It's not that they're waiting to beat really good teams. It's that they're waiting to beat teams who don't quite know how to put – people sure. away, uh, and I think that's what the Bills and Colts sort of shared in common as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence was impressive finally, and yeah, Wentz, uh, he, he, he did what he do. Wentz is going to Wentz. <laughs> Man, uh, you know, the Colts get trapped and trampled by the Jags. The D-line obliterated the Colts' O-line. I think that's the big story, uh, which is crazy because that's how the Colts have been forging themselves and really building their reputation as, yeah. hey, no matter what's going on, we got a strong O-line. We're going to come in. We're going to establish the run game. We're going to put our guy Jonathan Taylor in his best position to, to succeed. Uh, almost took him to uh, to an MVP award. Of course, it's not going to happen now after they uh, completely black out like that. But uh, that was the strength of the team, and it just went away. It got, it got completely liquidated on the, the worst possible moment on a stage where all they have, all they got to do is win. All you got to do is go into Jacksonville and get a W. It's amazing that they found a way to to lose that game. And yeah, Wentz. The, the the criticism for those who and I didn't watch the game, but I saw it for the highlights. For those who didn't watch or didn't know exactly what happened, this is why we criticize Wentz so much. Is because when things are going wrong. And you need your franchise quarterback to step up and save the team and say, okay, guys, I see it's going in a bad direction, but we're going to turn this thing around. We're going to uh, right the ship. Carson Wentz doesn't right ships. He puts another hole in it and, and helps it sink faster. He played terribly when they needed him the most, when they needed him to step up and, and stop what was going down. He just completely, like you said, went to bed uh Terrible decisions, bad throws, turnovers, you name it, the whole nine yards. Uh, this is why you can't throw. This is why he's available, right? This is why you got a guy that young yeah. that was having MVP caliber play for his original franchise, the Eagles, and not that long, not that many years later, he's out on his ass and looking around for a job. And this is exactly why, because he can give you some of the worst play at some of the worst times just the timing of it that's the thing is not just that it was bad play but the timing when his team needed him to be a leader the most is when he he did the least amount of leading and that's why he's Carson Wentz I, I will say you know we don't we didn't think we'd get to wild card weekend even in a recap and be talking about the Jags right there's just some teams you just don't talk about once we get past Halloween, right, we kind of have that rule. We only talked about the Jags with the Urban Meyer thing, and then we kind of just made fun of them when we would make the picks. And um, But here we are talking about the Jags. Uh, but they beat the Bills and the Colts, so I'm going to give the Jags the most <laughs> backhanded compliment ever. That might make them the best three-win team ever. Oh, two quality wins. I, I, I guess you can't take that away from them. You can never take that away. You know, they knocked the Colts, their, their division rival, I guess. I, I mean <laughs> – um, I always looked at the. I always thought that the Jags and the uh, man who yeah, when the Jags were good, they weren't really going at it with the Colts as much. It, it, you know, it'd be more like Jags and Titans, or you know, right. that, or Jags when the Texans were good, right? 
there was that kind of going on. But you don't really think of the Jags as having a, a rival. I guess you'd have to ask a Jags fan. Uh, if, if there's one listening, call in right now. Who's your rival? <laughs> the Jags, a um, uh, good love stretch, to know. was so short. I don't know if they developed a real rival because they were good for about, what, three yeah. years? Well, they were good in a few years ago, but they were good back in the, like, you know, the Mark Brunel the days, Br- right? Brunel so, days. In those days, uh, but, you know, they the were rival would be back then. good. I don't know. I, I can't think of the Jags having a heated rival. Maybe maybe it's an interstate thing. Do they do they hate the other Florida teams? I don't really know. <laughs> but, yeah, if any Jags fans want to chime in on this one, uh Mine was good. My guess is going to be even worse than that. Uh, just that we are old enough to remember when they came into the league. They came in next to the Panthers. They they both came in at the same yeah. time. So is that yeah. sort of their rival, like the Carolina Panthers? Hey, we we're better of of the two teams that both debuted in nineteen ninety nine or whatever year that was. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I don't 95, know. Ninety five, I believe it was ninety five. Um, Okay. Wow, we were if just out back. of high school. Okay. And their second, because I remember both of them made the uh, their championship game in the second season. They both of them, the, the Panthers right. and the Jags, both in their second season made it to the uh, their conference title games. Game. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah, I believe the Packers beat the Panthers to go to the that second Super Bowl. Oof, that's, that's, would have been ninety-seven. Going way back. And then the Jags lost to somebody, obviously, uh, well, in Denver. <laughs> if that was that, oh, yeah. if I'm remembering this correctly. Um, That's right. So that is way LA, back. Uh, over there you over go. Favre. A little, little way back machine um, right. action for you there. But, yeah, so, yeah, you're completely Speak. right. That that makes no sense, which just makes me say, don't want to shift gears too much. Um, but, obviously, we're going through I don't know what you put us down for, 90 or for – I got the big, the the full boat, the, the two hours, because okay. every time I try to to cut it off and say, well, we're only doing six games, so we shouldn't take that much time, and then we wind up going right up against it anyway. So, and, right. and we'll plus, I got that Monday night game in ninety seconds. Still, yes, no matter what, yeah. um, and and, and I'm we'll also very, uh, I'm very stat heavy tonight as well. So I don't oh, know how I love it. That's good. You're trying to <laughs> torpedo your season. How long-winded I'm going to be. I'm, I'm trying to I find every got, angle I can with these games. I have got, <laughs> I, No, so playoffs for me are totally the opposite of the regular season. I look at the playoff games and I go, boom, 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 boom. But this is what I got. That's right. the way I pick the playoffs. It, it's very I – don't, I don't know what the word is. It just kind of has a flow for me. I can just look at the lines and go, okay, you know, and I don't really waver on these games too much. So I actually pick them all pretty quick. Got my X factors in my brain, and uh, I'm all ready to go. Hopefully, you got your X factors ready. Almost I forgot. Sure do. I was like, oh, that's right. I got to do X factors <laughs> for these games too. But nope, I've got them all. I thought them out. Um, sometimes we don't win the picks. We're happy that we win our X factor. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so got to show our that. geniuses somehow. That's one right way or another. It, it's it, we've both hit home runs with X factors over the years. Sure have so looking forward to all that. No, I'm going. I go the opposite way with the playoff games because if I don't look at it and know exactly, and there's, yeah, a couple of these six games I did know exactly who I wanted as soon as I heard the matchups. But the others, I because they're you know good matchups. I go. I think I like this side, but I don't quite. Yeah. I I need I need more research. I need to see more. I need I need to see if there's an angle of this team yeah. is so great at this particular thing. 
playing against the team that's so terrible at this other thing, and maybe that's the, the, the hidden edge. I'm always looking for that hidden edge. So uh, I, I went some... very uh, deep into the into the uh, numbers, into the edges. Um, I, I want to shout out Pro Football Reference, the website, oh, which was very okay. uh, helpful, and uh, I, I leaned is on it free? a lot this week. Uh, it is, is free? free. Oh, it I'm going to start using, looking at that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I went away from the uh, the pro football focus site because that's uh, you got to pay for a lot of that information. Yeah, um, I don't want stats behind a paywall. Sorry. Yeah, not me neither. Um, you know what? I'll I'll do it if I if we ever make enough money on the you know on the show on the podcast for it to be worth it. It's yeah. not worth it for me to go pay to get more information to bring to a podcast that I already have to pay money for us to be on the air anyway. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, save, yeah, save up that next twenty. When we make that next twenty bucks, you know, it you takes us a few no, years. I, yeah, I'm looking through the list here. Obviously, we have you know you have the one matchup where you've just got the two teams that are new to the party here, and they're both playing each other. Mm-hmm. With with the Raiders and the Bengals, everybody else you're kind of like getting the retread teams. I, I guess the Eagles would be sort of new to the party because this is more yeah, definitely. Is the Eagles that won the Super Bowl, so it's more of a new look. But they're not that far removed from being in the playoffs. They're only, two, you know, but it's a totally different team. Right. Than those teams new that quarterback, runs, new right? coach. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're a bit new to the party, but definitely, uh, and I like getting the new blood in there. I, I, I don't mind getting the Raiders and the Bengals. I really wish that the Steelers were not in the playoffs. I'd have rather <laughs> had that been – um, the Chargers, oh. um, the Colts, the Browns. I, I think there were probably ultimately the Browns. Uh, the Browns were a more talented team than the the Steelers. Um, Oof. yes, but I would have rather had those teams. You know, the thing is, what Cleveland was kind of snake bit this year. I'll give them that. They're trying to play the whole season with a quarterback who's you can't rely on him anyway, and he's got a broken bone in his back all year. Like that was just destined to right. not work out. No, that's what I mean. So they they, but overall, I mean, paper champions. If there was any, uh, that would have been the Bengal, uh, the Browns. The Browns they had a a solid enough team, and they put down enough last year. I thought that they would be back, but. Well, we get the Steelers, so you know, like you said, we get we get to watch Big Ben get retired by the Chiefs, or do we? We hope, <laughs> unless yeah. I, I, uh, uh, yeah, a mercy killing, hopefully, uh, is what we're going to see. But no, I was going to shift gears for a quick moment because I I don't have a Coach of the Year vote. You do on our show, but I do not. Right? I don't do well, the best coach, worst want. coach. I don't have the division. Code right. I don't have the the Super Bowl winning right. You do that, but I am right now going to say because I haven't announced any of this yet. But if Mike Vrabel isn't coach of the year, it, it's it's rigged because <laughs> we that team was written off, left for dead after Derrick Henry got hurt, and they end up pulling off the number one seed in the AFC in a division that we just knew for sure halfway through the season was going to flip to the Colts. And mm-hmm. and Tennessee does – now, they didn't do it in the most convincing fashion, but, <laughs> hey, they didn't do what the Colts did, right? They, they did not. They, still, they did not choke they still, on it. Still, they tried, and, <laughs> and Houston gave them everything they had, 
but Tennessee still proved like they're the better team. They won the game. They did what they're supposed to do. They scored more points than the other team, and they locked up that number one seed. And yeah, it, it, I honestly think Mike Vrabel, he, officially, I don't know what you're going to do. You do you, but I, I'd be shocked if he's not coach of the year after after getting that result, going through that much adversity. His wide receivers were always hurt. Uh, it took the defense a while to round into shape and they lost their MVP uh, caliber running back. So I, I, you know, we won't see them this week. So we're not going to talk a lot, a lot about the Titans. Obviously when we make the picks, we got a week before we got to worry about that, but I can't give enough credit to what that team did. So you're on record. Yeah. Uh, his best competition for that is probably the other team that's on by that we're not going to talk about because that coach just keeps reeling off 13 win seasons. His quarterback has, you know, mega uh, a lot to do with that, obviously. But yeah. the fact that, you know, it's a, you know, a quarterback and a franchise that don't exactly like each other, but they're, they're doing the marriage and staying married for the kids sake. And they still just go through their division, go through the conference, go through everybody, uh, just a high level of excellence uh, in that franchise as well. So we're not going to talk much about your neck of the woods up there in uh, Wisconsin, but the uh, the Green Bay Packers and Matt LaFleur are probably the uh, the other candidate to win that coach of the year, along with Mike Vrabel. I've got no uh, questions or, or issues with either one of them winning it. I don't know which way I'm leaning for my coach of the year, but yeah, all praise to Mike Vrabel for, uh, the fact that no team likes to tell everybody, I told you so, more than the Tennessee Titans. No one <laughs> right. loves to look down the barrel of the gun and say, yeah, nah, don't feel like dying now. Uh, we're we're going to keep going. They they don't care. They just, whatever is going on, you know, walking through fire and brimstone and through the valley of the shadow of death, no matter what, the Titans are still going to tighten and, and they're still going to be there playing as, as hard as they can, and, man, they're, they're tough. They're just such a tough out no matter who they're playing, no matter what style you want to choose. Uh, they, they got an answer. They, they're going to be right there for you. And, uh, yeah, I got no uh, questions about them. Uh, that particular game against Houston was the one that I was watching down here in the uh, Tennessee market, of course. Uh, so I got to see why uh, the Texans stayed close and covered the number uh, against the Titans, which I actually called and said that they were going to do. And it, look, it's not the, anything the Titans did wrong. We make fun of General Mills. General Mills played a hell of a football game. Davis Mills he did. He's had some a couple. throws. He's had a couple. It also, though, you know, Ryan Tannehill also played a hell of a game. But, I mean, you kind of had – I got that sense. You get you go into halftime at 21 nothing. I think the Titans sure. put the cruise control on. They put on the cruise control. I, but I'm watching the game, and I'm, I don't think they did. I think Davis Mills Davis Mills made about five or six throws. Wait a minute. That were actually not, called him by his name, so he's ascended now. I respect Davis Mills. I said it. <laughs> I respect <laughs> General Mills. So he wait played a minute. some saying? great football. So if you're the Texans now, are you rolling into next season with, with General Mills as, as your you, QB? Is he you QB better one? not throw him away for some retread uh, veteran like Nick Foles or Andy Dalton or something stupid like my team in Chicago would do. You better <laughs> not do that. You better give him a, a fair chance, a whole year chance. Absolutely. I, I saw, I'm telling you, I saw him make some throws. I was like, oh, and then he does it again. I was like, oh, and then he makes another. And I'm like, oh, wow. He made some old wild plays and some old wild throws. We made fun of him having 
you know, shit games all year except for that one drive here and there. One good drive. This was this was like one half. This was wasn't one drive. This was an entire half of drives in which he kept the Texans in that game and almost won. Almost came back and beat the Tennessee Titans. Yes, the Titans walked up and down the field on the Texans in the first half. Absolutely. Uh, I really don't think they took took their foot off. I you know I don't know if the Titans know how to take their foot off. They're always grinding and hustling and playing hard for your your coach of the year. So I'm telling you, I watched the game. I, I don't think it was that at all. I think I just think Davis Mills. He had a Trevor Lawrence moment where he said, "Okay, this is it. This is all the football I'm gonna play until you know September. Uh, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out on That's my sword. That's true. I mean, ball out." You know, a lot of these guys, this is their last chance to put something on tape. This is the last, you know, they love football, and this is the, the last football they're going to play for eight months. You know, Cabo is nice, Cancun is nice, but, you know, if you love football and this is it, then, yeah, you're, you're going to be like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it my best here. And I don't have any other explanation for why Trevor Lawrence was almost perfect like that after a year of absolute dog crap play, just terrible. Uh, he comes up against the Colts and, and – completely turns it around and looks like a, a a million bucks and looks like what the number one overall pick is supposed to look like. I, I have no other explanation for that. No, I put that completely on, on the Colts. Even, <laughs> even statistically, the Colts were just complete garbage in that game. Yeah. You know, Jonathan I mean, Taylor runs for 77 yards. You only get on 15 carries. Oh, yeah, that, there, there's your coach. That, there's your fireable offense. Now they're behind, I so they got to play catch I, up. I understand. Yeah, but. I, I know, I know, but they were never that far behind that they needed. I mean, obviously, in, going into the fourth quarter, they were. I mean, they were. It was, you know, <laughs> when, when it's oh. twenty-six to three in the fourth quarter. Okay, I get it, but you know, yeah, you're really down ten at halftime. You can commit to the running game. You know, te- good teams can still run their way back into a game. And being down ten to a team like the Jags is is really nothing, right? Those two that, figures yeah, of bad teams. Be panic. No, bad teams are going to find a way to give you that, and uh, they they just could not capitalize. And they the Jags played them uh, played them tough. Yeah, give both of those bottom feeder AFC <laughs> South teams uh, gave the other the, the, the top teams fits. So good for them. Yeah, relying on wins is what helps you dig that hole even further if you're the Colts until the point where yeah. it's just you know, the point of no return. And uh, that was unfortunate because they, they had old man Jim Morris standing around waiting and, and getting ready to welcome the Colts to the playoffs, and they asked him about it. In the... uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Well, they, they were right there. All you had to do, beat Jacksonville. That's all yeah. you had to do. But then instead it turns into just chaos. So... <laughs> You've got, you know, now Pittsburgh's got the doors open, and then you've got this other thing where we're talking about, oh, this, you know, L.A. Vegas game ends in a tie, which is two <laughs> seconds away from happening. Oh. Yeah, Justin cool. Herbert on the sidelines, you know, telling people, man, I've never wanted a tie so bad in my life. <laughs> that, was, that was, he actually was, they caught him on film saying that. Mm-hmm, uh, right that's at the end of that game, you know. Yeah. And I feel bad because, I mean, obviously – you can never predict the future, but I, I've got a sense, just a sense going forward. We, you know, Justin Herbert will get his chances in the playoffs. You sure would think so. And the fact that he kept bringing them back in that game alone, which was over, yeah. it felt like several times. Multiple um, times, yeah. And I needed that. I mean, because I had the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> you did. 
uh, multiple fourth downs converted with some unbelievable throws. Yeah, I look Herbert is is unbelievable. Like his, we got some young quarterbacks that their their talent level is just through the roof. Him and and Burrow are going to be unreal for the the next several years. Uh, and and then Pat Mahomes is just kind of standing off to the side. Like, yeah, remember me? I'm still a young quarterback. I'm you know I've been I've done it all, but I'm you know not old. Yeah, either. he feels like the old veteran now. Right. Um, and Lamar Jackson, if he can, you know, get back to being healthy, is is can be right there as well. I still don't know what that first month or two uh, for the Ravens. What would, would he looked great? Like he was fighting yep. deep balls and was looking like a real quarterback, and still had the legs. And then it just fell apart. I I don't know what happened there. That uh, seems to be the way Lamar Jackson starts every season. Yeah, that does that does seem to be a trend, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so maybe the trick is don't start them until week eight. <laughs> just get them through training camp and then just yeah. deactivate them. Or just go <laughs> to the Sean Watson. Yeah, go to the pen, <laughs> you know, or go get a QB one like Andy Dalton, and then oh fuck, and then <laughs> sorry, I I just I got I had to. ah, hey, your guy got fired. Both of them. Both of them gone. I was through a both year of them. Late. And... A year too late, but they're both gone. Finally. Yeah, I've, I've been through with Brian Pace and Matt Nagy for the longest, and finally the, uh, the old lady woke up from her slumber and decided to do the deed and get rid of both of them. So that's great. Now, who they're going to put in in their place, who knows? They seem to be uh, interviewing every person that's ever been in a football stadium. So you might have a shot. You've been in many stadiums, so you should get your, your suit pressed and get ready to, uh, to to interview down there in Hallis Hall because they're casting that wide net right now. Yeah, and, and I've seen a lot of names. Uh, the one I really hope they don't hire, so that's who they're going to hire, would be Leslie <laughs> Frazier. Um, you know, I, I understand Super Bowl what, what people – I understand what people think that the, that the Bears are all about. But playing, you know, trying to trying to put together back the monsters of the midway, that's not the way to succeed. Got out of fire in the passion. You know, you, you need somebody who's going to maximize the talents of that quarterback, your, your number one draft pick quarterback, and that is not going to be a defensive head coach. Got to put some toughness back in him. No, no. It, I expect him to be, be great if he's not tough. Wouldn't this be the spot where you go and, and go and get a guy like Eric Bieniemy or one of those guys and give him a what shot? I would do. Absolutely. Or, what and I it doesn't would have do to be him, him per se, but somebody. Correct. And anybody know. with some forward thinking, anybody right. that can get in there with the quarterback and come up with something other than run it up the middle and run it up the middle again, and then on third down run a screen pass. No, no. <laughs> Like as you have pointed out, the uh, what has happened now to Pete Carroll, right? What is he? What he is surrounded by now, right? Yes. Where, where he's where he's got the three young, hotshot, all offensive-minded guru head coaches now that he is surrounded by in that division. I feel like that's going to be the Bears. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm scared of it too. You know, you're, you're not scared just, of it. You're just calling it and laughing at it. But I'm scared of it as a Bears fan. Oh yeah. well, yeah, I, I yes, yes. But no, you got you got Shanahan and 
Kingsbury, and and and, and you've got uh, oh geez, boy genius McVeigh. <laughs> All three are in the playoffs this year, by the way. Um, yes. And Pete Carroll, who's just left holding the bag. He's not. Oh, yeah. Is <laughs> so then you got the Bears. You know, obviously yeah. they don't have that same level of coaching talent where it's all up and down that division. So the door's wide open. Minnesota has no coach. Detroit just got the ankle biter coach, which is fun, yeah. I guess. And then you got Matt LaFleur, who, and then you just look at the standings and you can clearly see who the class of the division is, right? Um, yeah, this is an offensive-minded league. There are no majorly overall defensive-minded head coaches that are really yeah, I, running away with this thing. I'm afraid of what they're going to do because I'm afraid of them looking at Matt Nagy thinking that he was the new hotshot offensive guru and getting scared off because of uh, how much of an abject failure he was. Uh, so that's strike one against uh, them hiring the enemy and strike two is Matt Nagy is from the Kansas City coaching trees, from Andy Reid's tree. I don't think they're going to go right back to that tree and get the enemy after the failings of Nagy. It's terrible to hold that against the enemy, but I just I don't see any way in hell that uh, they're going to hire Eric Bieniemy uh, after what happened with with Nagy. But I do hope they stay on that track and go get another offensive. But there's no more uh, important deal in Chicago. There's no more important thing to do than to hire somebody that's going to get in the room with Justin Fields and figure out the best way to use his talents. There's nothing more important. That is job one, two, three, four, and five. All right. Nothing else matters. I don't care how bad a defense gets. Um, right. and it doesn't have to get bad necessarily, but that's more, much more important right now is, is cultivating uh, the offense and Justin Fields in particular. That has to be, figured out. And I really would love it if it's somebody uh, that reminds you more of Zach Taylor, Sean McVay, Cliff Kingsbury, Eric Bieniemy, something along those lines uh, instead yeah. of, yeah, I, I have nothing against Leslie Frazier, but you're right. That's definitely not the answer. So one thing that became apparent to me now in, in the season that Justin Fields had, and now that you hear more things about, about Nagy, did you see Trubisky even trashed him? <laughs> no, I missed that. Oh yeah, that that was all over. On, uh, I saw that on Twitter. I guess some articles coming out about Trubisky about how you know, he just knew that Matt Nagy's offense was complete trash. And apparently, after <laughs> one of the seasons, no, no, this is a story that came out that after the one season had ended, they agreed that they were going to meet and discuss the offense. And Trubisky wanted, to, and Trubisky shows up with all of his notes and everything, and, and Nagy never showed up. That's oh, not a surprise. And then he complained about it, and then he found himself replaced, basically. And then that's when they traded for Foles. And so it's like, you need to see, you know, like the genesis of this whole Fields thing in that. So I've completely come to the decision now and of the mindset that anything productive that you saw this year out of Justin Fields was just him. Yes. (laughs) It was just Justin (laughs) Fields doing things and had nothing to do. So, So all you saw was raw talent. You also no, saw Miles Garrett sitting on him eight times or whatever it was yeah. in one game. You saw a lot of bad out of Justin Fields, but you should see that with a rookie. But it's like when you saw those rare moments, of, with those rare flashes, that was just Justin Fields' talent, like shining through the darkness that was that Matt Nagy offense. 
No, and we already knew that because of the fact that none of those plays where he's showing that that talent, none of those are designed. You can tell right. that those are all just him running down. away trying to save his life <laughs> and, and showing everybody what he's made of and what kind of talent right. he's got. That that was the whole genesis of why is Matt Nagy there? He's supposed to be this offensive guru, and he's designing nothing for the talents of his current quarterback. Like everything that was game plan wise, it seemed like it was designed for Andy Dalton. And then Andy Dalton gets hurt and Justin Fields steps in. And there seems to be nothing in there uh, to utilize the talents of Justin Fields. It, feel, it felt like every game plan was was in there uh, for, yeah. for Andy Dalton and there was no adjustment made. And it's like, dude, you're supposed to be the genius. Why is, does this offense look so terrible? And the numbers backed it up. It was everything. It was what you saw on the screen. It was the uh, numbers. It was the lowest uh, passing yards per attempt in the league was Chicago. And that's an offensive. And that's your offensive coach. My (laughs) fucking ass. I I remember distinctly having the conversation with you before the Cleveland game. And, uh, you know, you were fearing what was going to happen in that game before the game even happened. This wasn't us with the 2020 hindsight of having seen the game. And I'm making the point at that point, like this is a, this should be a Nick Foles game, right? (laughs) You know, like, and then after the game, it was even more apparent, like, okay, you started fields. That's what you came up with. Right. You drew up what it looked like. You drew up getting sacked. Was that the play call? (laughs) Over and over and over and over again. It just blowed up on every play. Yeah, just call something that frees him from that. Just don't keep calling these plays where he's dropping back like he's a a veteran NFL quarterback and can pick apart defenses. It's his first damn start. What do you think's going to happen? Come on. No rollouts, no bootlegs, no no play action. Just QB draws, (laughs) RPO. Five-step drop, get destroyed. Uh, get up and do it again. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and that was my fault because I picked the, uh, Chicago in that game. I think I was like, well, he, he's got nothing to go on, so he's just going to go out there and run around and, and escape the, uh, the pressure constantly. He, he tried. He did run around. You, you had half half right. You were half right. Uh, no, I was hoping he was going to run around it forward. I didn't. Oh. I, I didn't. No, I didn't predict him to run around backward, but that's what wound up happening, unfortunately. Yeah, he ran uh. a lot. Like, like like Pat Mahomes in that Super Bowl last year, where they ran for 500 yards. He just did it all laterally. Uh, on a bad foot, too, for, for Mahomes. Um, so, yeah, the uh, the craziness of the, uh, the, the Colts losing sets up um, the Steelers and the yeah. Ravens now having a chance. And the Undertaker, Steelers, man, they just they, – they, they won't go away. There they are. Well, you could have played. You could have played the Undertaker music no matter who won that game. <laughs> right. If the, if the Ravens come through after everything they've been through, uh, that would also would have been a rising from the grave. But it winds up being Big Ben and the Steelers making the playoffs. Um, that that damn tie. That that damn tie that they had with the with the Lions against the Lions. That damn tie <sighs> made all the difference. That, you were you were better. calling that when it happened. Like that, that tie. Oh yeah, to put them over, <laughs> and it did. It absolutely uh, did. I, I, I'd have to pull too shorthanded. Wow, was I really that prophetic about it? Yeah, you said it when it happens. Like that damn tie with the Lions is going to get them a half game uh, into a playoff spot, oh. and they and they're not going to deserve it. 
Yeah, that's exactly wow. what would have happened. Wow. I, uh, I wish I could I wish my picks could have been that accurate. Actually, <laughs> I, I you know what? I I gotta give I don't do it a lot, but you had a hell of a season. And I'm not saying that sarcastically, because I did not have, by the numbers, a bad season by our metrics. No. Um no. You just had a hell of a yeah, that's one of the all timers. I mean, to to be in the five sixties, five fifties, I mean, that's a hell of a season. Uh came up at five forty eight at the end, um oh, after still. the uh that's, seven, eight and one last week. Still uh, yeah, five forty eight, really yes. I'm very uh very proud of that. Twenty six games over five hundred is, is not easy at all against the spread. So No. If you were in, if we if you were gambling, you're winning money. Um mm-hmm. but well, I don't yeah, know. That that juice kinda of washes it away, but maybe. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be losing. That's for sure. I wouldn't be having. I wouldn't have to turn to my wife and go, "Um, honey." Yeah. But we're always chasing five hundred. So to finish, damn near fifty points over is yeah, is is a great season. So I, you know, and I like I said, I didn't have a bad year. I just did no. not, you know, I didn't have that. Um, you uh, you're you're fighting back uh, to be over five hundred, but uh, five ten and one last week put you back under uh, two games under ugh. for the season. Um, is, is yeah, not not bad. You know, you know what's that four ninety? Be around five hundred. Uh, four ninety six. You know, the funny thing right about four ninety six is how many years have we finished where four ninety six would be like the leader of the two of us? Man, we had a stretch. Uh, I, I remember it like fifteen, maybe fifteen, twenty years ago, where neither one of us could get over five hundred for the season. No, 490, yeah, four ninety six was like wow. <laughs> wow, what, what have we done? Yeah, no, I, 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 I kind of hung around 500 all year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, yeah, and so yeah, I gave it back in week eight, what, what used to be week 17. How'd the dime do? The dime also only had to, uh, only came up with five wins. It was oh, uh, not a good, okay. not a good year for the dime, five, eight, and one. Just tells you how crazy this year was with even the dime had a bad year, uh, a bad week. Right, even a coin flip couldn't figure out this this craziness. Who could have possibly figured out and predicted this craziness on Sunday? Come on, that was uh, just, no. That was just like insane. I said, that's the, the the funny part was we thought we had it figured out. Like, no, this week's easy. There's no drama. There's no intrigue. <laughs> Come on, it's not like the Colts are going to lose to the Jags and set up all this this craziness. And then, um, yeah, the whole the whole thing went upside down just from one game. And you know, I give them full credit because they used to, they you know, they used to play. Do I remember correctly? There were years where they would play like all the games at the same start time. No, they couldn't uh, pull that off because then the California games would be starting at like ten in the morning. Out yeah, there. I wish they would do that, like baseball does. <laughs> and then yeah, just have a little... the one prime time game. No, right? Do start all the games at three o'clock, and then have the one prime time game. That way everybody, you know, so the time zone difference doesn't matter, but everybody plays, obviously TV would never allow that, but that I think would be pretty uh, cool. That's what baseball does. All the games start at the same time, right? Yes, I I like it too. On the the final day of the season, start all the games in baseball at two and just be done with it. And that way, if any, you know, there's no score, it's hard to do as much scoreboard watching, but the NFL, they got rid of the uh, the primetime game too. I think every yeah. single game starts at two in, in baseball. Uh, it's genius, but uh, yeah. obviously it's not a as TV driven game. One sixty two in baseball, very rarely you don't have you don't have twelve teams <laughs> playing <laughs> with some stakes in baseball on the last day of the season. 
Yeah, those uh, those networks would never allow that to happen. They got those blocks, right. those, those six-hour blocks. They want all those ratings for all six of those hours. They are not giving that up. So there's no way that – I like the idea. I like the concept, but as, as always. <laughs> That never gonna happen. But but I like. But I will it. give them. I will give them credit though, because they at least lined up the teams that had like meaning in the same time slots. Yeah, they had they, meaning they with a, each other. Do right? a good job so of I, that. Mm-hmm. I give them credit for that. Uh, that that been uh, Sunday nighter, the 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 playoff game. That that's just gonna yeah. be a suck fest. That's just gonna be. Collinsworth and Michaels just slobbering oh. all over him. Oh my God! I thought you meant a bad. Well, it might be a bad game too. Uh, it, it might be, but no Unless. matter how it goes, because well, if it's a blowout on the KC side, if KC is blowing out Pittsburgh, then it just becomes like the the eulogy, right? Yeah. For, for, yeah. Then it becomes the career retrospective, and we get to see all the the past highlights of of, of Big Ben and whatever. And mm. if it's a close shots of his family. Yeah, and if it's a close game, it will be unbearable. <laughs> Here he comes again, folks. Big Ben. Yeah. He just With his 2.7 yards per attempt. <laughs> that team, to, oh, God, the, the, the way they play. bad playoff entrance. This is quite all time. It's not good. It's not a good team. Not, they've got a lot of bad. When I talked about going to these statistics and – Looking at it, they got a lot rusher. of bad statistics. You know who their leading rusher was against the Ravens without looking? No, I don't. It was Chase Claypool. <laughs> um, Whereas and, the Ravens ran for like 250. Right. Against the uh, But as bad as Big Ben played, Tyler Huntley, my guy, played terrible in that game. It yeah. shows up at all. The Ravens win that thing easy. With, I mean, he didn't show up at all. Yeah, I, I yeah he, he showed up on the ground. He, he ran a lot. He, I, I, there's a reason I call him poor man's Lamar Jackson. He's got all the, like he he looks the part. He's got, and I think he's actually better like throwing the ball. But in this game, hmm. he's two two picks that mm, no, that's not going to get it done. No, yeah, and the Ravens were just too shorthanded to survive that that fist fight. We knew it was going to be ugly and yeah. physical, and um, Steelers come out on the on the other side of that, rising from the dead. Uh, so uh, good, good for them, I, I guess. Um, that uh, Sunday nighter, like I said, was unbelievable to watch. I, I, there are so many moments while, that I'm just saying, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe that's happening. Um, to, to address the uh, you talked about the the timeout that that got some play um, in the uh, in the media all week because I, I don't know why they wanted to make it seem like it was something where the Raiders were getting ready to like kneel and just take the tie and all of a sudden uh, McVeigh uh, McVeigh uh, Brandon Staley runs in and, and calls a timeout and says oh no we got to uh, stop them we got we got to make sure that we get a, a defensive rush on them or it, it wasn't anything like that. First of all, the Raiders were set up in, in shotgun, whatever play they're going to run. It's probably going to be another run. Um, they were going to, they're actually going to run a play. It was third. I remember it was third down clocks running. Neither one of them is, is stopping the clock. And we're all sitting there, the people in the, in the stadium and us watching at home, we're all sitting there going, Oh my God, this is, it's going to happen. This tie is going to happen. Cause 
the the Raiders were not running their offense with any kind of uh, no, you know, they were with any kind of hurry. They were they were taking their time. down the field on that final drive. Both teams' tongues are dragons. So they're probably just tired too, on top of everything. Um, and Staley calls that timeout with like four seconds left on the play clock. So it's not like he was trying to uh, preserve yeah. time or trying to, to – I think all he was trying to do was, was get a better defense in there to get guys in there that weren't that tongues weren't dragging on the ground. Uh, so he gets the, the different personnel in there, and they run right through them anyway because after everything is said and done, the Chargers' run defense still sucked. And that's yeah. pretty much why they, they lost because – of that last run that Josh Jacobs was able to get to get him into the much better field goal range. I, I think the Raiders were going to try that field goal no matter what, uh, 55, whatever yards away. Um, I think they were just running the clock down to make sure the chargers didn't have time to go back the other way. If that kick came up short or something to go win the game on the other side, which is smart, I think, but I don't think Brandon Staley was trying to intentionally, stop the game and, and make the Raiders run a play that the Raiders weren't going to run. The Raiders are going to run a play anyway, and it was probably going to be a run. It was probably going to be successful because the, Ch- the Chargers can't stop the run no matter what you do. Um, but Brandon Staley, I, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him in the playoffs. This would have been fun. I hope they don't have any more meltdowns next year. I hope they can make it into the playoffs because, man, that guy doesn't give a damn. That call, like you said, uh, going for it on fourth and two in their own – territory like at their own 20 or whatever it was 28 I believe I, it was it was deep and it was like very I, I think I, I'm texting you about that game and and I don't think I've ever seen that I don't think I've ever seen a coach go for it from their own 20 yard line um ever I don't remember you've uh, you seen that that early in the game no <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, no, I'm not talking about like fourth it quarter and you're trailing. It was like 13 minutes. There was a lot of time left in the game when he did that. Oh, yeah. And that turns oh. into a field goal for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. I just, my mind was blown. I, I, I they, they had played like that all year. So, like I said, they stayed true to themselves. I, I give them credit. But, no, it just not for me. It's just not. Man, he was he was go for two. He was me. Come on, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I loved. I I mean, I, I I my mind was blown too. But because it's him, I also didn't yell out at the TV. Right, it wasn't out was, of character. Right, I I I, I was stunned, but that I was kind of like, McCarthy yeah, doing that. You know, <laughs> never never hear the end of it. But no, I, you know, Brandon, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? I, I mean. Mm-hmm. But that was even that was way past any riverboat Ron or Gambler Jack. I don't know what we're gonna call this guy, but <laughs> you know, start calling him like balls of Staley. That's right. But uh, you talk about it's like Madden. No, this is um That was the, Rory the, the, playing the... Madden. <laughs> no, Rory playing Madden would be go I put for up it a hundo on him with five minute quarters. <laughs> Rory would be go for it on fourth and two, drop back into the end zone uh, from your own 20 <laughs> and, and hope you can heave it before you get sacked. And take a safety. Uh, right. No, this is, uh, uh, you know, the, the metrics and the, uh, you know, what the, what the odds say is the best play. That's not Madden. People weren't doing that stuff in Madden because of the metrics. There was no metrics back then. They were doing yeah. it because it was fun. 
And uh, yeah, maybe too many of the next gen stats uh, or something. Yeah, but I think some too of too many is, of these win percentages. I, I I put no, I don't put any faith in these win percentages anymore because how many times is like, well, this team won and there was only a one percent chance. Well, that sure seems to happen a lot. It seems to, uh, but yeah, that 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 is definitely the new way where you have a spreadsheet that says if you do this, there's, you, you're going to have a 4% better chance of winning the game than if you don't do that. And for some mm-hmm. guys, that's enough. Uh, I don't know if that's enough for, for me, but I don't have the, the stones that's that some of these guys have. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what it is. It's bad football. <laughs> if it doesn't work. Even if it worked, that's, still, that, that, that's not because – because what happens is then you succeed and then you keep doing it. That's what their problem. Like this guy just was like an addict to this stuff, and he couldn't stop. And yeah, it all worked for him late. But you know why they had to keep going for all these crazy fourth downs late in the game? Because they went for the stupid ones early. But if they get the stupid ones early, they don't have to go for the fourth downs late. To me, it's about the execution. If you execute the plays, then you don't have to have any second guessing about it. Well, who gives a shit they lost? There you go. That's right. I am, I am proven right. They lost the game. <laughs> Therefore, I am correct. Therefore, right. <laughs> oh, uh, what an experience. That's about all I can say. What an experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, game it was, was fun. For... Yeah, I, I do believe our lives will be less enriched this weekend not having the Chargers in the playoffs. I would much would tell, t- come on. I'd much rather have the Chargers than the Steelers. Uh, me too. For sure. I would much rather have Chargers Chiefs. That'd be a hell of a game. Hell yeah. Uh, but instead, you get Big Ben and the Steelers one more time. Although we I don't know, I, I don't would have gotten uh, Chargers Chiefs because at that point, then we would have had three nine seven and one teams, and I don't even want to know <laughs> how the seedings would have looked. I I have no idea. I'm not going to even guess what it would have broken down into. No, and not the funny a thing is, is, by virtue of winning, the Raiders somehow sneak into the five spot. So the, you know the Raiders actually come out of this as the top wild card team. Right. As much of a of a mismatch as that might seem to be, Ra- uh, Raiders against uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. That's the yeah. five four in yeah. the AFC. How, how crazy is that? Yeah. Both of them ten and seven. I I guess. I guess that uh, I don't know how you divvy up Coach of the Year awards, but uh, I would say the Raiders might have to get some like organizational thing just for keeping that thing together. Yeah, I don't know what kind of uh, rich, Organ- they get rich, the Jerry Rice Award. Love there is, but the Jerry Krause Award, um, uh, the organizations win championships or- award. Organizations win championships award. <laughs> uh Jerry. Uh, <laughs> again, another like, that's another Chicago deep cut, but mm-hmm. organizations win championships. R.I.P. Crumbs. Uh, so, what uh, else about Week 18? Uh, can we zip through and put the uh, put a ball uh, on these other teams? I'm glad it's over. Uh, <laughs> I mean that that that's as much for for certain. Um, I, I guess we have you know the Niners. They, they played their way in, so you know, good for them. Um, came yeah, up, you know what? Basically, in, 
and, and, and they they earned it. Um, you know, they did, I, I, I know. I'm kind of they, they, I'm kind of worried about Sean McVay uh, uh, having sort of Jared Goff flashbacks there in that game. He tried to run out the clock instead of actually oh, trusting sure. his quarterback Matthew Stafford yeah. uh, with the lead, and the Niners take advantage and, and are able to tie it up, send it to overtime, and, and win that one. Um, and, and also, I have to give. Uh, props to uh, Jimmy G. What an unbelievable outing by Jimmy Garoppolo with that terrible torn up thumb of his. I I didn't think he was going to be able to do anything in that yeah, game. And, and he actually goes out and, and actually plays very well. Uh, and is the reason that the Niners uh, win the game. That That's incredible. So yeah, they absolutely earned that. Yeah. Completely, uh, completely uh, good for them. I mean, obviously it ends up not really making any difference for the Rams either way, because the Cardinals go and lose to Seattle. And so a lot of that's also going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what so got into Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson in the last couple of weeks. I, but they I don't know. Go crazy. So I don't know how much of, of one had to do with the other. Um, you know, I don't if, don't think those those teams were looking at each other's uh, scoreboards. I think uh, most of those stadiums, if not all of them, were not updating those games on purpose just to make sure that the focus sure. was on the field. Yeah, pe- people still people still know. Maybe, maybe I don't I don't know how tight those uh, some of those sidelines. You know, some of those coaches don't allow any information. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah, but you know, obviously, I did not expect I didn't expect Dallas to play their starters and they did um, and they completely took advantage of an Eagles team that played nobody because the Eagles were yeah. uh, pretty well locked in. So Dak goes for five touchdowns against a bunch of backups. So good, good for him. Hey, you beat who you, who's on, who's in front of you, right? That's right. I would not have had those, those starters in the game uh, that, that deep into the game. Where, where Dak Prescott is still throwing touchdowns into the fourth quarter. Uh, I think you're asking for disaster at that point, but they, they escaped. So they, good on them. They, they rolled up a team that played nobody. And I said I wasn't going to trust uh, Jordan Love against the kneecap biters, and uh, sure enough, the Lions take down the uh, the second-string Packers. Uh, now, the yeah, who, actually, were, who, who played, you know, the, he played them back into the game, and, and then he started throwing picks. And at one point, the Lions were, I believe they were leading uh, when Aaron Rodgers beating, uh, sat down. Yeah, the Lions were actually beating the first team uh, of the Packers. Right. But, I mean, as far as, like, tune-ups go, I mean, Rodgers was, it was, it's practice. It was practice. Talking about practice, you could even you, you could just tell from the, the way that, that even the Packers with that first team were playing. It was like they, they were basically just out there to, one, not get hurt, <laughs> and two, not get hurt. <laughs> there you go. For a game uh, that another... meant absolutely nothing. So, yeah, good no, good for the Lions. They, they they bit some ankles. Another playoff team was uh, Tommy and the Bucks keep rolling. Oh, boy, the Panthers are just garbage. Yeah, that, uh, that's, that's, that's a hard team to, to – one, to figure out. And a two, just a hard team to get behind. They actually get back to respectability in that game, and then the, the doors just fall off the whole thing. And uh, yep, yeah. yeah, goodbye, goodbye, Carolina. We, we still don't know what to make of you. Don't have to worry about them. Um, how do you, how do you feel about how do you feel about Buffalo? I guess that depends on how you felt before the Jets game. I mean, I wasn't 
impressed. I, I, I've talked about them all year. I'm on record of how I feel. I don't think the Bills are all that. I, you, they, you obviously are a big fan of theirs. Well, yeah, I just liked them before it was cool. That's right. You know? Hipster J. Um, they, they, they won. I mean, they, and, they, and they, they covered. Did what they, <laughs> they did what they had. They did, and they barely covered. But by a half I mean, a point. Yeah, the Jets kind of made it interesting throughout the game. The Bills obviously just don't have the killer instinct to to just blow out. They've they played so many bad teams this year. You want to talk about a team that went to the AFC Championship last year and was so poorly tested this year. Like They faced virtually no adversity until the Patriots started running them down, right? Yeah, so at, so at that point... Yeah, at that point, they played one high-leverage game pretty much the whole second half of the season, and that was the game, the second game against New England, and they took care yeah. of business. Other than that, the Bills have not faced a whole lot of adversity or, or top-notch, you know, not through no fault of their own, but their schedule was light this year. Soft and marshmallowy. Yeah, they don't make the schedule. They, they can only play the teams that are out there. Now, a, a team with a killer instinct goes 14-3 and, and three this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not That's kind of my yet. point exactly. That's not the Bills yet. So, um, you know, they're, 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 once they beat the Patriots, we looked at the Falcons and the Jets and went, yeah, they're going to win the division. And, and they, <laughs> right? And they well, I was kind of hoping, yeah, after that second uh, game, right, I, I, I was hoping the Patriots would sweep them and, and go all the way. But, yeah. Yeah, Once Buffalo got that win back. We, that was where we diverged because I had the Bills to not take that beating lightly where, you know, in the win game where uh, the Patriots throw the ball three times in a win. Yeah. And, you know, and, and dominate that game, even though it ended up still technically being close, but they basically dominated that game more mentally even than so much as they did physically. Um, I, I just I still look at the Bills like no they are really they're still the better team and more talented team and, and then they 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 shone through but then of course who do they draw in the wild card game <laughs> prove the it Patriots. again kid couldn't could, couldn't have drawn that up any better do it again oh yeah perfect was just the the way it had to be. Uh, so we were on opposite sides of our last locks of the year uh, in the yeah, same division because both. Right. I, I thought the Jets would hang on to cover the 16 and a half, and they just barely didn't. Uh, you thought the Patriots would go in and handle the Dolphins down in Miami, and turns out they not cover, England, but Miami. Turns out this Patriots thing going to Miami, this was yeah. be a thing. Apparently uh, this wasn't just a Tommy thing. I hope it's not the same as when uh, NBA teams go to Chicago, because – NBA teams, from what I've heard through the years, go to Chicago and don't ever do very well because a lot of the Chicago uh, talent, the social scene, uh, takes a oh. toll on you. And the, I thought a lot that'd of be like aren't, Miami. Aren't ready. Would that be Miami? Yeah, I, I wonder. I, I wonder if you get to Miami the night Le- before and you know yeah. you have a little Maybe fun that's, and that's why LeBron took his here. talents to South Beach. <laughs> Have some drinks and never, and you never know what happens after that. Yeah, there's something weird about New England going to Miami, and so of course, Patriots uh, uh, lose straight up to the Dolphins. So naturally, if you're the Dolphins, you see that, and your reaction is, "We got to get rid of our coach. He sucks." 
Yeah, I I didn't understand that. I was more for them firing Brian Flores last year yeah. than I was for them firing him this year. But but you can't go. They they, they still started the season one and seven before the bum slaying started. This is true. So but how much is that is I Brian Flores? I don't know. But don't you just fire him at one and seven? You got a much bigger case to fire him at one and seven before they turn around and finish nine and eight. Yes, you look really dumb when you fire a coach that put a team on a seven game win streak and then finishes the season by beating the Patriots straight up as and had almost seven team point dog. Actually briefly, ever so briefly in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were gonna well, pull like a, a Houston a Houston Texans, like the Texans pulled a few seasons ago when they started what was that, like O and five? Yeah. And then ran off 11, I believe it was. That's right. Craziest, um, one of the craziest seasons you'll ever see. Yeah. So here they are, 1-7, and seven, and they just barely uh, missed the playoffs, kind of clustered with those uh, the, the two other nine-win teams that, that, that don't get to go to the playoffs. So you have three nine-win teams in the AFC – Indy, Miami, and the and the Clipper Chargers all get to stay at home. And in the uh, NFC, only one nine-win team on the couch, and that's the, uh, the Saints. Um, but at least what yeah, we don't, you know, we don't have this year, we don't have a six- or a seven-win playoff team. So this is, <laughs> yes, that's this good. is nice. That's, that's definitely good. Yeah, Saints gave it their, their try, best try, took down the Falcons and, and put themselves in position, about all you can they do. Did. Um. Cleveland gets the push on the Bengals. Good for them. We were joking about that on the last show. Our lack of we, pushes, and we get right. one. And we get we one. It. We willed it. Right. I, uh, I'm, and, I'm sitting there hoping for, for random Allen to get that two-point conversion because <laughs> that gets me the win. But at least I get the comeback push. So sometimes a tie is better than a loss, right, Steelers? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's I, a Steeler I, fan in the stadium in, in – uh, in Las Vegas. There was one lonely guy <laughs> with a Steelers cap and a Steelers jersey, and he was going through it, man. Uh-huh. Every emotion. He's just I standing there that. dying. Dying like At the inside. end of that game when it looked like that the Raiders were really going to let it happen? Yeah. I, I thought he was going to drop. I thought they were going to have to get the EMTs for him. Um, man, what, 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 that was uh, unbelievable. The, the better story, though, is if they let it happen, right? Yeah, but it's because at that point you guys played to a thirty-two, thirty-two overtime thing. You both traded field goals in the overtime. At that point, Raiders, come on, man, just just half-ass it. And they, the funny part is they were half-assing it down the field, and the Chargers were just so bad. Yeah, they they tried. <laughs> they, 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 they tried the to slow had play no it. And... They had no urgency in their play call, and they're letting the play clock run all the way down. <laughs> They're just like, come on, guys. We just want to. We're both in the playoffs, please. And the Chargers are like, no, no, come on, keep running it. And I was like, oh my god. Oh, I think man. the Raiders were telling them at the line what what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to run it again. We're going to run right here over the left guard. Yeah. We're tired. We don't give a fuck. If you want to stop yeah. us, this is what we're going to do. And, and the Chargers are like, nah. And yeah, those nah, two linemen for the Chargers are like in tears. No matter, we just can't stop you. <laughs> we're so we're so bad. 
Yeah, we, we're not going to stop you. Whatever you want to do, uh, go ahead. We're we're tired. Well, we you know what? Either way, the season is is put to bed. It's wild. It's mega, super mega, wicked, awesome wild card weekend. Yay sports! Yay sports! And uh, we better start picking these games because we're gonna we will run out of time. You know it. We always do. And, and sometimes um, I think we try. <laughs> well, as, as quickly as I can to explain our, our playoff system for any new listeners. So we, we take our season uh, percentage at the end. We, we pick every single game, uh, which is the only fair way, we believe, to uh, assess our talents. And then we take that percentage at the end of the season. We multiply it by 200. I came up with this back when I was in high school because I was bored. And we come up with that right. as a point well, we, system. We came up with that after that season that we had, where I beat you by so many points that the season that the right the playoffs didn't matter. Right, because I, I couldn't have caught you uh, just using uh, the regular right. picks uh, of each game. Because there's what at that time four wild card games for uh, divisional. Right. Whatever round. the points total was, our two, three, four, five has always been intact. But whatever the points total was, you didn't have it. I was like, wait a minute, we got to do something to, to keep us. I think my original point system was, I think, multiplied by like 100. So we were in the 50s, yeah. and then that was even more, uh, you know, put you even farther out of reach. Because, uh, or, no, it, it was something, I forget exactly how I did it originally. But this one works um, because it always at least gives, It's unless one of us would just have like the season to end all seasons, Yeah, somebody's always going to have a chance. Uh, so taking that number, uh, multiplying it by 200 gives us our points where I was at 109.6 for the season and Jason is at 99.3. Uh, we instituted a couple years ago where we do that those locks of the week, and the reason we do that is the winner, the person who has the most locks at the end of the year, gets an extra point added to their playoff total. And this year was me winning the locks, just barely holding on, 12 locks to 11. Yeah, I- I, how did I have eleven? I give myself credit just for having eleven after losing like the first, like five or four. It was yeah, bad. I, I think you had three, and then you went eight in a row to get to eleven before losing uh, this one. Yeah. Uh, so putting me at uh, one ten point six uh, for playoff points, and you at ninety nine point three. So you uh, start the playoffs eleven points behind me. I've Are, I've been way worse. So have I. Um, yeah. And especially now with the extra two wildcard games. So that's 12 points on the line this weekend for these six wildcard games. Two weekends in a row. We got a 12 and a 12. That's right, because next week the four conference semifinal games, divisional round, those are worth three points each. Conference finals are four points each, and the Super Bowl is worth five big points. And that is our scoring system. Yeah, this is definitely not over, not by a long shot. Uh, then I want to ask you, how are we doing the picks with the uh, system where you're down 11? Are, am I making every pick and you're deciding off of that what you want to do? Are you oh, are you no, way, way, way too early for that. Way too early okay. for that. Well, I'm, I want to talk to you the, picks, the option. Yeah, my picks this week are not determined off of any of your picks. Okay. So if, I'm at that po- if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm just going against you wild card week, oh, I'm in trouble. Well... But if you if, if we happen to agree on all six, then you're still okay. down eleven with with. Yeah, uh, but next week's my week. <laughs> you, you did have that streak many years ago. Where you seem like you never lost. I never I lose <laughs> on divisional round. I remember a year I was living out west, 
and I'm coming back on the train for something. And I forget what it was for, but I'm coming back and it's division round weekend and I'm listening and, and you and I disagreed on all four. And you swept me. And I swept you in. It was like season over. Yep. Like, like what the hell? Yeah. So all uh, year working is, all year just for that. This is back in the years when I used to win this thing. Um, <laughs> and also consequently yeah. it was before kids. Mm. It, it has been, I have minute, to say my, fo- my football watching has been a lot more ham, but this is probably the least football I've watched in a, a lot of years just because the well, one they took away our TVs at work, which oh. doesn't make that any fun. So I'd try to watch as much as I could, like on my tablet or on my phone, if I wanted to watch some uh, Red Zone or something, because I had that on my phone. But you know, then you start getting towards the holidays, and work just starts getting busy. Right. So, didn't really lend itself to me watching a lot of football this year. And then when I did watch football, it was frustrating. <laughs> right. Oh, that it, it was weird for me too. That uh, my best weeks were back when I was uh, taking vacations, where I couldn't watch any football at you all. So. I, you were better when you had no info. Yes, I don't understand, but that's where we are now. The point system is set up, and we will get to our six wild card picks uh, after I tell you about how you can listen to our show. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, Come back to the show page and look through our archives, or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. And I repeat, you've been warned. I'm extra steady. I'm extra ready to break these games down in a different way, trying to figure out some angles and some new ways to look at these teams. And I'm, I'm excited. I, I think I uh, hit upon some things that uh, should be uh, interesting, at least to me. So we'll see how all that works. You out. can hit on all of that, and then a team will go for fourth and two at their own 28. <sighs> yeah, there's no accounting for that. I, I do not have that uh, written up in my <laughs> stats anywhere. You didn't go that next gen, did 
did you? I, I couldn't. But Brandon Staley isn't in the playoffs, so that's not going to happen this time. There, there's, I don't think any of these coaches are going to do that, I, although who knows? I, I don't think they will, uh, but we'll find out. All right, we're starting off tomorrow with the uh, typical uh, least watched game, least interesting game. But even this game is kind of interesting. Uh, Raiders uh, and, yeah, uh, this and the was Bengals. The, obviously, looking at the rest of the schedule, I myself would have had this be Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Um, can't, can't put Kansas City in this spot. That's the Chiefs, I, I, man. I know. I, I know. No, this is usually the spot reserved for the AFC South. And we have no AFC South game, uh, teams in the playoffs this year. So, of course, we get raiders Bengals. You're right. Whoever the Titans were to play in the first yes. round, if they did not get the number one seed, they probably would have been in this spot. You're probably this right This was Bills-Colts last year, wasn't it? Uh, that sounds right. I don't have that schedule up. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah the, the Phil Rivers game, that's right. And then they almost yeah. won. The, the Colts did. Uh, so now it's Cincinnati, Cincinnati and Las Vegas. They're both uh, ten and seven, as you mentioned earlier. They're both first timers uh, as far as recent playoff teams. Uh, Raiders were five and three on the road since he was five and four at home. Uh, the weather forecast: cold, but you know, freezing freezing point. You know, thirty two degrees ish, somewhere around there. Not uh, completely bone chilling, but uh, not not warm either. So it's Football, it's football weather, so that's good. Raiders, it's hard to imagine Raiders after that stressful ordeal Sunday night coming in on a on a short week. I think that's a little unfair to them. Um, and, and Joe Burrow, uh, you know, he's under pressure. You know what he's going to do. He's going to say, fuck it, Jamar's down there somewhere and throw it up for Jamar Chase. So it's going to be uh, something where you, you know what the Bengals are, you know what they're going to come out and try to do. And the only question is, will the Raiders – uh, somehow be able to stop it. Uh, the spread is eh, kind of moderate. Vegas is plus five and a half at the Bengals. Jason, who you got? One of the okay. First of all, uh, one of the bigger lines. This is like the third biggest line. So the the Bengals here, even though they're playing a team, another ten win team. So you'd think this would be a more evenly matched up game where this would lend itself maybe to more like cop out territory. Actually, you end up getting a little bit bigger push going towards, like, let's take a game like uh, Dallas-San Fran, right? We're, right? More divergent records. You're looking at cop-out line. I don't know what you came up with, uh, but that's been cop-out all week. Um, versus, you know, five and a hook here. So there's a lot of love uh, going the way of, of the Cincinnati Bengals. And it, it's easy to see why, right? Joe Burrow... Mm-hmm. You, you want to talk about a team that gets hot at the right time. <laughs> you know, the the Raiders, I give them credit. I, I don't necessarily look at the Raiders the way they got in as being hot. Uh, they, they won games. I mean, they survived. Uh, you know, they, they definitely came back from, you talk about teams coming back from the dead. Um, both the Raiders and the Steelers pretty much came back from obscurity uh, and, and got themselves into the playoffs. When I don't think he, we, we both had written both of those teams off completely um Bengals talking about getting hot you got Joe Burrows going for you know four hundo you know five hundo it's like after he threw for the 525 yards you were joking about the next game or he's like hey you know he's just gonna go for four he did right so and, and Cincinnati knew they, they were in they, they knew what they they knew who they were 
and they did not try at all against the Browns. They they were just thinking about health. They weren't thinking about, oh, we need to to round this team into shape. No, they they knew that they were playing with a commodity who's gotten hurt and knocked out for a season once already, and they were not going to put Joe Burrow at any danger uh, of getting hurt. So that's why we ended up with Random Allen last week in in virtually a completely meaningless game uh, against the Cleveland Browns. So this is an interesting matchup to me. Um, I do think the line's big for his, like the newness of these teams. I would have felt a lot better picking this game on the cop-out line. I'm still going to lean towards and go with the Bengals in this spot. I, I think that's just they are coming at you in too many different ways right now. I think that Raiders secondary ooh, it looked looked a little leaky against uh, – against Justin Herbert, and now they got to face Joe Burrow on a week of rest, all of his weapons, everybody should be there. Um, after what just Jamar Chase just did, I mean, they can come at you in so many ways. They can run, they can throw, they play enough defense, and I think there's going to be weather on their side. You know, it's going to be cold. You got a team coming out from Las Vegas now going out to Cincinnati to play in the cold. This this, this feels a little lopsided to me. Um I don't, you know, I don't know if I would have locked this one up if we were doing lock of the week, but I, I feel like this is going to be uh, heavy towards the Bengals. I could see them winning this by by double digits, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to give all the points, and uh, I'll throw it over to you. Uh, just just don't do 20 minutes of stats on this game. We got 39 minutes. I'll try to keep it concise. Two teams. <laughs> Played each other in week 11. Bengals are coming off a bye and a couple of uh, losses in a row, and they go out to Vegas and they whoop them, 32-13. to 13. Uh, Bengals, uh, this was in the middle of that stretch where they were kind of figuring themselves out. You know, the Bengals had like three seasons in one. They relied on the Burrow Chase hookup early. Yep. They discovered Joe Mixon in the running game uh, in the middle of the season as demonstrated in this win against the Raiders. Uh, the Bengals actually ran for more than they threw in that victory. Uh, Joe Mixon had 123 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Vegas only had 278 yards of total offense in that one. Um, and then uh, late in the season, the Bengals opened up Joe Burrow's prowess through the air with his other weapons uh, later in the in the year. They uh, were very impressive to watch, uh, sort of the cocoon emerging into the butterfly and turning into this, oh, wow, they, they, they're they well-rounded. They, they got a whole lot of different ways uh, they can hurt you and beat you. Uh, this nobody, is how you rebuild a team, by the way, right? This is, why, this is how you try. Everyone tries. They don't succeed, but everyone okay. tries to, uh, yeah, get get the, the quarterback, get the franchise QB, and get the weapons around him and then go from there. Yeah, it's, it's much easier said than done, obviously. Uh, you know, nobody topped Burrow's 8.7 yards per attempt uh, this year. Uh, the fact that he was over nine yards per attempt for the entire first half of the year and still finished up uh, that high at, at 8.7, that means that teams knew he was coming, still couldn't stop. Uh, just ask the Ravens. They tried. They really tried, and it did not go well. Uh, of course, most yards in a season versus any opponent in history was what Burrow did uh, in those two games uh, to the to the Ravens. Uh, as far as Las Vegas goes, they had about six or seven seasons in one themselves, not just two or three. The fact that they're in the playoffs at all is kind of unbelievable. When you look at everything they went through, their story is well told as far as all the off-the-field stuff. I'm definitely not going to get into all that. 
Uh, on the field, the excellent Las Vegas pass rush helped the secondary perform better than normal. It's been many years since they finished at 6.6 yards per attempt allowed. That's really good for them. Uh, and with very little blitzing done as well, they only blitz 12.1% of the time. So that's some dominant D-line play led by Max Crosby uh, for the Raiders. The secondary showed their true colors, however, when their backs were against the wall because I found out that they allowed 81.4% of all red zone drives against him to end in a touchdown. That was by far the worst percentage in football. The secondary of Cincinnati holding off a Derek Carr comeback, I think is how this is going to wind up breaking down. Uh, since he allowed a 67.1% completion percentage, that was seventh worst in the league. So they're going to allow him to get up and down the field. But in the red zone, they held up much better than Las Vegas defense. They only allowed 60.4% of their drives to end up touchdowns. So I think they're going to be able to hold uh, the Raiders off in the end. Uh, something about being put in that leadoff position of, of 430 Eastern on Saturday, I think that says what the league thinks of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. If they thought Vegas was legit, they would have given them a Sunday game as a way of sort of resting up after that unbelievably wild Chargers game on Sunday night. But yeah, this does know. seem a little cruel, doesn't it? They know. It's, it's, it's the Raiders. They're, they're not very good. Uh, <laughs> only Ben and the Steelers altered more game-winning drives than Derek Carr six. Uh, that's very fitting because Las Vegas and Pittsburgh, they're the only two underwater teams in the playoffs. They're the only two teams that actually have a, ma- a negative plus minus and still made the playoffs. Vegas said minus 65 on the season. Amazing. They're in Man. the playoffs giving up 65 points more on the season than what they scored. Yeah, I- I- I'm with you. Uh, I-, I don't think anyone could have written this script for the Raiders to to find a way to get there, but it's going to end ugly. This probably would have been my lock as well. I'm taking Cincinnati with you. I'm giving the five and a half. I'm calling it Bengals 37 to 17. Yeah, wow. Uh, who's your lock or the X Factor? Uh, tired. <laughs> that tired. would have been my lock. Who's, who's your X Factor? Uh, I, I think Derek Carr is going to go up and down with, with uh, Hunter Renfro, great possession receiver this year. Uh, Derek, uh, uh the, the tight end, Darren Waller. Um, I think that's pretty obvious that that's how he's going to get up and down the field. He's got to get in the end zone. They, the Raiders have got to hit some home runs in, able, in order to uh, to win this game. They, they can't just keep going uh, between the 20s. My X factor is Zay Jones, the Vegas wide receiver, 546 yards this year, but only one touchdown. He needs to revert back to his Buffalo Bills days. He had seven touchdowns back in 2018 with the Bills. He needs to be their home run hitter. They need to score in order to stay in this game. So my X factor is wow. Zay Jones. Uh, I'm going Who's a little different X-Factor? here. I'm going over to the Bengals. I'm going to the Bengals. I'm going to a, a like, I love these guys who are the backups and they're like, totally not productive for weeks at a time, and then they just suddenly just show up. <laughs> they, they score a touchdown, they show up, and they, they impact the game, and then they disappear for a few weeks again. So sometimes those are the guys that kind of make a difference because everybody, you expect everybody else to get theirs, especially with that Bengals offense. So I'm going with Bengals running back Samaj P. Ryan uh, <laughs> to show up on the stat sheet and have an impact on this game. So there we go. We start off with the Bengals, both of us. On Saturday night is going to be that rematch that we talked about, the rubber game between the Bills and the Patriots, New England going up to Buffalo. Like I said, I was hoping and, and rooting for the for the Patriots, the evil empire, to win this division, but instead Buffalo rallies up and, and winds up taking it. So the Patriots at 10-7 and, 
have to visit the Bills at 11 and 6. Uh, it will not be 81 mile an hour winds. No, it's just going to be cold. Be four degrees. Yeah. Not windy. Ten below, ten below wind chills. Whew. Something about those those Patriots Bills games always something crazy. Uh, New England six and two on the road this year. The Bills six and three at home. Uh, Jalen Mills looks like he's gooped at uh, cornerback for New England, so they're going to be a little shorthanded in their secondary. Um, it, it had to come down to this though. It had to be Patriots Bills for all the marbles. Wildcard weekend after the crazy season that these two teams had, one of them is not going to survive the very first weekend. It seems a little cruel, a little unfair, but that's just how it breaks down. That number is going to be unbelievable, that rating for that game. Um, if, if Project wants to take the next step, it, it, it's got to be here. It's got, he's got to dispatch the evil empire once and for all. He's got to do, got to do it right now. There's no turning back, no tomorrow. Will losing Tredavious White beat Buffalo's downfall here. I, I was wondering when it was going to come. It, it didn't happen in the regular season. The Bills wound up finishing number one against the pass, even after uh, losing their, their top cover cornerback for the year. Uh, but eventually, I still think it's going to come back to bite them, and we'll see if Mac Jones is going to make him pay here. I'll uh, I'll take this one first. Patriots are plus four and a half in this one at Buffalo. We know about their uh, exploits in the regular season. Week 13 on Monday night, Patriots 14, Buffalo 10. New England famously 222 yards rushing, and they only threw the ball three times and still found a way to win the game. Week 16, Buffalo comes back, gives them their receipt up in Foxborough, beats them 33-21. to Project had 314 yards and three TDs in that game. Isaiah McKenzie went off. At receiver for the Bills, 11 catches for a buck 25 and a touchdown. Uh, this one, you know, both teams, they, they, they squashed the bugs put before them. I, I guess I'll give the Bills uh, credit. They both uh, did what they were supposed to do against the teams that uh, that were put in front of them. Buffalo's plus 194 plus minus, that's the best in football. So which of the uh, division winners in the AFC was number two behind them? None of them. Number two in the AFC and plus minus was the Patriots at plus 159. Didn't even win their division, but they were the second best plus minus in the AFC. Plus 159. They just destroyed any weak team that came their way. Uh, And there were some rookie moments to be sure, but by the numbers and by the eye test, Mac Jones is a hell of a better football player than he was uh, when the season started. From a a low watermark of 6.1 yards per attempt after his first three weeks, Finished the year 7.3 yards per throw. That is a really good, steady growth. And his three highest passer rating games were all in week 10 and after. So just a, a great job by the Patriots developing a young quarterback. Can't even call him a rookie anymore. All the football that he's played, uh, I think he's really come through and, and done uh, real good work. The Bills' number one pass D eventually will miss Tredavious White. And Mac Jones might be the one uh, to make him pay for, pay for it. It sounds hard to believe, but uh, that kid really did improve a lot. This could be a battle of penalty flags. Uh, Buffalo's 113 offensive penalties was six worse than football, but New England's 36 defensive penalties that resulted in the first downs was third worst. So best discipline wins. Whoever, whichever team wants to actually have some discipline and not have a bunch of flags thrown on them, uh, that means you, Matthew Judon. I'm looking right at you. Quit having stupid penalties that results in first down. Uh, I, I really am looking forward to this one. Uh, the Bills, after
after that opening loss to Pittsburgh to start the season, the Buffalo Bills destroyed Miami. They destroyed Washington. They beat Houston 40 to nothing. They went to Kansas City. They were still underdogs at this point because people still didn't know. Yeah, I still don't know if I trust the Buffalo Bills. They destroyed Kansas City in Kansas City. And then from that point, the Bills went 6-6 six and six against the spread, just up and down all year yeah. like a yo-yo. They could not have we, any we for, we forget. We forget how dominant they were early. I, do, I completely forgot about it. I, when I went back and looked, I was like, oh, wow, I forgot how they just, just – I mean, they murdered Miami, Washington, and, and Houston and, and beat the hell out of the Chiefs, too, and that, uh, I think it was a Sunday night affair. Uh, so, yeah, the Bills can beat really bad teams – uh, and they can struggle against really good teams. That, that Just that lack of consistency just gets on my last nerve. I can't stand it because I know they could be great if they just put their minds to it. Um, as far as the Patriots go, they were the league's second-ranked pass defense. They also tightened up as the season went on. They turned in the best interception percentage in the league. They picked off 4.3% of all their passes, and we know Project can throw you the ball every now and then. Uh, there's no doubt that Buffalo played that second New England game with a different intensity and fire. It was incredible to watch. And if they truly want to slay the dragon for good, they must bring at least that much intensity, at least that much determination. Can they do that? Yes, absolutely they can. Should they be trusted to do that? I, I don't I don't think so. I don't know why they deserve to be trusted that they can pull that off. I, I wish they could, but I don't know. 19 rush touchdowns allowed tied for the fifth worst in the league, and Damian Harris has been hungry for the Patriots. He's been running very strong. Look, one more time, I'm going to do it. I'm going to trust the the GOAT coach. I'm going to trust the evil empire. I'm going to trust his disciples, that weird son of his, Steve Belichick, uh, and, of course, boy wonder Josh McDaniel. I don't know how they're going to do it. They're going to scheme up the winning formula. They're going to put it together. It's not going to be by just throwing three times. It's going to be something else, some different way, but they'll find a way to win. They're just going to do it because that's what they do. Uh, he knows Buffalo's been running the rock much better themselves. He'll stuff that somehow. They'll they'll find a way to, to tamp that down as well. And the Patriots, I don't know how, but they're going to come out on top and win this rubber match. I'm calling it Patriots 17-13. to Now we're going to end up agreeing on the pick. I'm taking the points, though, as a points play. I think that the bill, because it was this four, four and a half. Yep, four and a half. Uh, Four and a half. So, yeah, I, I still think that the Bills win this game. This feels like a field goal game. I'm not sure, again, what are people seeing that is moving this number to the Bills' side. Uh, where you could, you know, this would have been a lot harder pick for me if this was a cop-out line. But with that extra point and a half going the Patriots' way, I'll, 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 I'll take the safe play. I'll take the number. I still think the Bills are going to be, you know, I still think that the talent shines through. I think that they're good enough to win. Saw a really nice analysis um, about that, about the Bills offense, the way that they uh, match up against the Patriots, you know, the Patriots with a lot of man defense, uh, Josh Allen and the Bills run a lot of these deep crossers, like the old, uh, like the old greatest show on turf Rams used to run, right? Um, mm-hmm. You get those deep crossers over the middle, but you know, Josh Allen's got, He's got the arm to beat those uh, man routes, and that's what they did. They just shredded them in that second matchup. Obviously, they couldn't do that in the first matchup because you're playing in 40-mile-an-hour wins. Uh, I think the bitter cold is going to play a factor into the game tomorrow. It doesn't mean it's it's not going to be wet. It's not going to be windy, but it's going to be extremely cold. They're talking sub-zero wind chills for that game because even when it's four degrees, just a little breeze is going to make that – 
make that cold. So it'll be interesting to see who looks cold, right? That'll be an easy giveaway early in that game, right? Who are the ones out there just playing in sleeves, and, and who are the ones out there playing <laughs> looking like they're they're frozen in ice? Because that, that could tell you. You might just be able to look at that in the first five, ten minutes of the game and know who's going to win the game. You can just look at the team and go, yeah, they're cold. Um yeah, I like everything that you said about the Patriots. I do. They are going to have the scheme. Uh, Bill Belichick's going to come up with things and, and, and come up with a game plan that you just know is going to be perfectly tailored to this game. It's not going to the, the most you know week to week. Hey, it's on to Cincinnati, right? They're the most week to week team in the NFL where they just come up with the plan each week that they need to win. I still think that the talent comes through in the end. So I'm going to take the Bills. But I'm taking the points with you. So we'll agree on the pick, but I like the Bills to win. Yeah, I like that. Throw the uh, uh throwing the arm uh through the through the through the coverages. That that's fine. Can he do that in four degree weather? That's, that's what, what I, I mean. Wanna know. That's gonna yeah. be a little bit of an equalizer in this game. So that's why I think if the Bills do win, it's not gonna be as easy as they won last time. They're on to Cincinnati. So who's your X factor for this one? Uh, you already said it. It's Isaiah McKenzie. He ate the Patriots' lunch last time they played each other. Um, you know, a lot, I saw a lot of stuff being dropped in the media this week about how Allen is talking about how him and Diggs are going to be going deep. That sounds to me like uh, some decoy action. You know, so I think they get the Patriots looking deep, and uh, Allen tries to work them underneath. Yeah, Isaiah McKenzie just absolutely ate their lunch in that last matchup. That he did. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Project possibly changing the game with his legs getting outside. They just kept running that same quarterback draw on the, on the left side. Uh, my X factor is Patriots linebacker, Jawan Bentley. They're going to have to have somebody get in there to, to, to sort of spy on project. Uh, Bentley, I think is the best candidate. Uh, he led the team with 109 total tackles this year, three forced fumbles. Um, they, they need somebody to get in there to make sure that Project doesn't just escape to the outside and, and kill him with his legs. So that's my X factor for this one. All right. On to the Sunday games. It's going to be the Eagles and the Buccaneers to start things off uh, at noon, 1 o'clock Eastern time. Eagles at 9 and 8. World champion Tampa Bay at 13-4. and four. They have their injury issues that have been uh, talked about all year. Uh, they're thinking Lyndon Fournette could return uh, from his hamstring injury. They already know they're not going to have Ronald Jones at running back with an ankle injury. So that's something the uh, Buccaneers are going to have to deal with. They might have to be relying on Le'Veon Bell at running back if that's uh, possible. Uh, if Fournette is not able to return. Uh, they were getting some play out of wide receiver Cyril Grayson, the former sprinter. Uh, he's not going to play. He's got a bad hamstring, so the wide receiver woes continue for the Bucks. Uh, they're getting some help back on the defensive end. Shaq Barrett and Levante David are trying to uh, work their way back for Tampa Bay. Uh, for Philly, Miles Sanders has that busted hand. He said he's going to go. Uh, rainy and breezy looks like the weather for Tampa Bay for that one. So that might make a, a difference on one of our picks. Uh, Eagles are big underdogs here, plus nine and a half at the Bucks. I've already, I'll keep this short and to the point. I'm going to drive you crazy. As long as the Bucks are in the playoffs, I'm taking them. And my X factor is Tommy. That's it for the whole playoffs. Cause I God. want these guys gone so bad. I'm going to do nothing but pick them and say that Tommy's the GOAT, and he's my X-Factor, because why the hell not? So I have no analysis for this game. Go. 
Jesus. You suck. All right. Uh, <laughs> from there, I get to have diarrhea of the mouth and make it seem like I have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, we only have 21 minutes, so I'm saving those times of my, you know. <laughs> Watching the clock too, but no, I, I've already I already said this before the playoffs started. I'm taking I'm taking Bucks in every game, and and now I've decided Tommy's going to be my X factor for every game too. Yeah. Unless I go to the other side of the, but it doesn't matter because the, the Bucks are the greatest team of all time, and and Tommy's the goat. I want him gone. See what I'm doing? I can't believe you're letting your Tommy hate uh, infect you like that. God. It's, it's I'll awful. take the L if it gets the Bucks out. <laughs> All right, the Eagles and the Bucks play this season in week six on a Thursday night. Tampa was dominating that game, and Eagles rallied a little bit, lost the game to Tampa 28-22, to but did cover the number. They were seven-point home dogs in that one and lost by six. Uh, Bucks were led by this wide receiver you may have heard of named Antonio Brown, who had nine catches for 93 yards and a touchdown. I wonder what he's going to do in the playoffs. Uh, what? What? Huh? Oh, We got cold feet. I'm sorry, and, and a cold chest and cold hands and everything else. He took all his clothes off. Uh, Jalen Hurts uh, was not good in this game, 12 of 26 for 155. He had a touchdown and an interception, but he did run uh, for two touchdowns. And that sort of was the tipping point or jump-off point to let the Eagles know, you know, we, we maybe need to take advantage of this guy's ability to run because he's kind of good. Uh, so they definitely focused on the run game after uh, the Tampa Bay L that sort of galvanized the Eagles. They were uh, they took the L next game against Vegas, so that put them at two and five at that point. They've gone seven and three since, and they went from 15th in the league in rushing at that point after the Vegas game to number one. They finished as the top ranked running team in all of football, but the uh, the shortcomings of Jalen Hurts sort of forced that change. Uh, he's, he's great when he's running, not so great when he's trying to throw. 61.3% passing percentage on the year, 16 to 9 touchdown to interception ratio, only an 87.2 passer rating. Team at the uh, the tie for the fourth worst uh, number of passing first downs on the year with only 167. Uh, but this will be strength on strength. Two, uh, 25 rushing touchdowns for the Eagles. That was the best in football. But they have to go against or through or around Vita Vea and the Tampa Bay run defense, who only allowed 11 rushing touchdowns on the year. Now, the factor, uh, the weather might play a factor and make this uh, a little sloppier than uh, Tampa Bay might like. And the Eagles might get a, an advantage there. You get the, the running game going forward and pushing those big guys. Maybe they don't hold up so well. Maybe their feet sort of slide around. And, and uh, that might give the Eagles a, a bit of a chance. Uh, Tampa could be in trouble if the, the Eagles runners also slipped through their hands because Tampa was bad at missed tackles, 120 missed tackles. That was tied for the fifth worst in football. Teams take advantage of Tampa's injuries on defense. They uh, ran more on them. They ran more as the, the season went on. Uh, as they lost defensive backs, Tampa had to focus more on making sure their secondary had enough coverage and it looked like they were slacking up uh, defending the run. Uh, they had a killer game week four at New England where they allowed negative one yards rushing uh, for the game. At that point, they were sitting at their season best of 2.7 yards uh, per carry allowed, but Philly in that week six game ran for 100, and teams sort of took notice, and Tampa wound up finishing the season giving up 4.3 yards per carry. That was their most since 2018, so I think that's something that people uh, tried to exploit 
and were successful. I definitely remember that Bears game where they were down there where they, they may have gotten blown out, but they got some, some good running uh, attack on, on Tampa Bay. Uh, Philly will play their defense back on the other side of the ball and try to defend Tampa in, in that passing game with Tommy. Uh, Philly only blitzed 16.4% of the time. Nick Sirianni is the defensive coordinators. Johnny Gannon, they, they got to think of something better than that. I don't think you're going to do well against uh, Tommy just trying to lay back and, and try to just let him dissect you. I think that's not going to work well for them. Uh, you know, with all that drama, uh, with all the injuries at the wide receiver position, you know, that ageless wonder, TB12, uh, get your barf bag out because this is where I get to give him his flowers. 5,316 passing yards, 43 to 12 touchdown to interception ratio, passer rating of 102.1. The yards and the number of touchdowns, the uh, 312.7 yards per game, uh, that led the league, not uh, not just the uh, the completions, the the attempts, uh, all of that led the NFL. Just for for Tom Brady, 44 fucking years old, led the league in all those categories. He's two years younger than us, and he's oh. leading the league in all these categories. He won comeback player of the year in 2009, <laughs> and he's still do- we weren't married yet, and he's t- I can't believe uh. this guy. He's not human. He is not from this planet. He's unreal. Uh, it's, it's hard to bet against that. Uh, and, and even with the problems in the secondary, Todd Bowles' crew stayed alert and, and made a lot of plays. They made uh, 85 pass defenses, was third in the league, and Hurts can find the other team really easily, so that seems to bode well for Tampa Bay. They were the top blitzing team. We always talk about Philly, uh, Pittsburgh rather, and uh, Baltimore going back and forth. Who's going to blitz more? Well, congratulations to the Buccaneers because they wound up blitzing more. I think that – was a yeah. part of that secondary breaking down. Yeah, yeah so exactly. Uh, 40.8% of the time they wound up blitzing. And, yeah, I think they're going to mess that kid up. I, I think it's pretty much guaranteed that they're going to blitz and, and get him in really bad situations uh, trying to throw the ball. Uh, Philly grinding it out and trying to cover that spread like they did in week six, that's fine in week six. It, this is the playoffs now. So, no, I don't think they're going to be able to grind and, and cover that number. I'm taking Tommy, even if it's – rainy and, and breezy and whatnot, I'm, I still think Tampa comes out on top and covers that number. I'm taking Tampa 30-12. to 12. Yeah, I, I could see this easily being like 22-6. to 6. It feels like an ugly one. Yeah. Uh, so we know your X Factor. Mine's going to be the Eagles cornerback uh, Darius Slay. Made the Pro Bowl yep. this year. The former Lion, three interceptions, including a pick six, nine passes defensed. Uh, he's got to contain Mike Evans. If Tommy doesn't have to worry about his receivers, if he can just go to Mike Evans over and over. Uh, so someone's got to hold him in check. And I'm, I'm going to say that Darius Slay will have a chance to do that. All right. On to the second Sunday game, Cowboys 49ers, San Fran at 10 and seven going to Jerry world uh, against the 12 and five Dallas Cowboys. A uh, little chilly, uh, not going to be, too bad weather-wise. Uh, just a little chill down in Dallas, but uh, otherwise should be uh, nice conditions for that one. Uh, this is indeed the cop-out line you were talking about, uh, San Fran plus three at Dallas. Uh, they did not match up this year, so this will be their first meeting of the year. San Fran, uh, you know, they finished tied for first in that stat that I thought was uh, surprising to see them near the top, yards per play that I was talking about earlier in the year that made me think that, hey, the Niners got a chance to, to be a little better team than, than most people think. They actually wound up 
right there at the top at the end, at the end of the season. Uh, they were only behind the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and Burrow in yards per average, and that's with a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo who was so uninspiring that they drafted a quarterback in the offseason with their first-round pick. Uh, this was after 7.6 yards per attempt in 2020, uh, 8.4 in 2019. Look, it's, Kyle Shanahan can scheme up and plan his way play, uh, past any defense, and that was spotlighted by the way that he moved Debo Samuel around on the chessboard in the backfield, unleashed him as a violent running back, 365 yards, 6.2 yards per carry, eight touchdowns to pair up with, oh, by the way, his 1,405 receiving yards and six receiving touchdowns. Just an incredible outing uh, by Debo this year. Uh, Dan Quinn's speedy gambling defense for Dallas uh, was very effective in taking the ball away. They led uh, with a 14-plus minus uh, in takeaways. Uh, Do-it-all rookie linebacker Micah Parsons led that attack. They get to the ball in a very swift fashion. They tied for fifth in pass defense. Uh, we all know about Trevon Diggs making uh, opponents pay with his 11 interceptions. So that's going to be the matchup. Can Kyle Shanahan and, and Jimmy Garoppolo scheme their way, uh, get their guys open, and find a way not to make the big mistake and turn it over? Because they know uh, if they leave Dallas a chance to get to the ball, They'll get to it. They will absolutely rush to it, but they'll gamble and, and trying to do that. If you can scheme it up to, to fool them and, and get the ball past them, you can do that. Um, so I'm going to skip all the other stats since we're running short on time. And I'm going to say that that's what I'm going to predict, uh, that San Fran schemes up enough to get past Dallas. And what I think is going to be a very fun up and down game. I think this is the uh, biggest point total of the week. And I'm going to agree with that over. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll cut that short and say that I got San Fran to win the game straight up 31 to 28. Wow. Okay. Uh, I am finally going to diverge on a pick here. I am going to take the Cowboys, uh, in, in this one. I think that's just, I think it's a lot of offense and I don't, I mean, it's, yeah, it's Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn. Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, but you know what it is? It's Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan re- reuniting of that of the Super Bowl uh, meltdown, right? You get the head coach and the offensive coordinator that melted down in that game. So, whoo, this is going to be a fun one. There could be some 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 Mike McCarthy or some Shanahanigan. So who knows what we're going to get in this game? But it's it, I'll tell you what, it's going to be fun. This might be the most fun game of the weekend. Uh, just because of all the pieces moving around, I know I know how much you uh, love and respect what they've been doing uh, with Debo Samuel, but man, asking asking Jimmy G, you're trying to scheme up Jimmy G in this matchup against Dallas with all those receivers, with with you know Zeke basically now being their second running back, so it's, you know Tony Pollard seems to be the more trusted guy in that offense, but they're going to come at you with two different guys. Yeah, that that fast swarming Dallas defense. Yeah, yeah, it, it might be, you know, feast or famine with that defense. But I think they're going to make plays on both sides. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo will give that Dallas defense opportunities to turn, excuse me, to turn them over. You know, he's going to have those three or four questionable balls or those decisions that just every once in a while you look at him and go, well, what? Or, or that ball that's just not as precise as it should be. And, and they could turn him over. So with Dallas's potential for scoring points in bunches, where I think that San Francisco is going to need a lot more scheme to get points up on the board, um, yeah, I think that makes Dallas the safer play for me on this one. So I, I, I think Dallas wins. I, I, again, 
smells very pushy to me. I mean, you've got this three points on the San Francisco side. I wouldn't be shocked if we end up with a wild card push. We had one last year in the Tampa Washington game, although that was on an eight. Um, yeah. But I'm definitely going to go with Dallas in this one. And uh, my X factor, I'm going to the defensive side of the ball for Dallas. I'm going with their, their safety, DeMonte Casey. This is a guy that Dan Quinn brought over with him from the Falcons. And I'll tell you one thing about him. Guy loves to hit. He gets a lot of 15-yard penalties. I remember watching him get a lot of those when they had that Keanu Neal, Ricardo Allen, and Casey secondary with the Falcons when they were so fun on paper. But that's that guy that they need to be that free roamer. And, and somebody needs to get a hat on Debo Samuel. I have a feeling that might be the guy to do it. I'm going to bring up this one stat that, that points uh, points out uh, that I was talking about how the Cowboys are undisciplined on both sides of the ball. They're next to last yep. in defensive penalties in the league and they're DFL in offensive penalties. You say what you want about the 49ers. At least they're well coached and, and actually disciplined. They actually don't <laughs> well, like the, uh... Mike McCarthy and Ted Quinn. <laughs> and, and that's, that's that why my ex... five. Yeah. That, well, that's also how bad that division is. That, that, this is true. That's why my X factor for this game is Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. What is he going to do to screw I'll this tell you game what. up? I'll tell you what. If it's true, typical Mike McCarthy playoff fashion, the Cowboys will come out fast because when the, he runs that script early, they put up tons of points. So San Francisco might be playing from behind. It could be 14-3 down fast in this game. But that's Mike McCarthy's playoff MO is to get up in early and then choke late. And he's got Dan Quinn. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's so many ways, myriad of ways you could mess this game up, so I'll be watching for that. <laughs> On Sunday night, football is going to be the aforementioned Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Pittsburgh sneaks into the playoffs at 9-7-1. and one. Chiefs at 12-5. and five. Uh, Might be a little angry that they got to play in this wild card matchup. Do not get the number one seed, and the Steelers ba- barely making it in. Uh, that's another game that's going to be cold, but not uh, anything crazy. No blizzards or heavy winds uh, in the forecast for that one. Uh, Cheetah's heel, uh, Tyreek Hill's heel is the big question in this game. Uh, we saw him limping around in that last game in week 18. Uh, so we'll see how he can handle it. Uh, they've ruled out Clive Edwards-Alaire at running back with a shoulder injury. So Daryl and Derek uh, should be the running backs for the Kansas City Chiefs, Daryl Williams and Derek Ward. Uh, biggest spread, of course, uh, of the weekend. Pittsburgh is plus thirteen at Kansas City. Whew. Uh, yeah, that's not much. That's not much love for the Steelers, nor should it be. Uh, this is a team that offensively is completely just lost in the woods. Right? We're talking about these Big Ben, uh, you know, yards per attempt in games where he's lucky if he's scraping out five yards per attempt. You're that. You know what? That might get it done against Tyler Huntley, and that might get it done against uh, a banged-up Baker Mayfield. That's not getting it done on the road in Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes and I don't, you know, and Travis Kelsey and, and that offense. Uh, yeah, uh, for the sake of brevity, I've got Kansas City here uh, pretty well squished. They can send Big Ben off into retirement. I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh's defense is they're going to give it a they're going to give it a good effort but that offense is so slow and boring and inefficient and they don't run the football. Not a good spot for the Steelers here. So I'll, I'll give the points and uh, take 
take Kansas City to win this by at least two touchdowns. Uh, these two teams played in Week 16. Kansas City whipped them 36 to 10 at Arrowhead. Uh, Pat Mahomes went for 258 and three TDs. Steelers, uh, to your point, to the of the uh, yards per attempt number that's so disgusting. 4.5 yards per attempt in this game between Ben and Man. Mason Rudolph, who actually got in and got some action in that one. Yeah, there's a lot of stats that put uh, Pittsburgh at or near the bottom of all the playoff teams, but everyone knows about them, including the Steelers. Uh, believe me, they know. Um, as I said earlier, one of only uh, two teams to make the playoffs with a negative plus minus, minus 55 on the year. Uh, yeah, this is obviously the ultimate happy-to-be-here team with Ben and uh, his possible retirement tour and everything that goes into that. Um, I, I had a lot of stats to talk about how I arrived at uh, where I arrived, but obviously I don't have the time to go through all that. So I'll just say uh, Kansas City was 8-9 and nine against the spread this year, uh, same as the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Kansas City had a lot of struggles. We joked about the struggling offense, but the fact is they did not play up to their standards, and they might do that here. They might play up to their standards, but one more ride, one more time for, for Pittsburgh. Wow. I'll take, I'll take the points. I'm not, I'm not calling for the <laughs> win. I can't, can't do that, but yeah, I'll take Ben to stay close. Uh, I'm going to call it KC 27, 21. Wow. Well, and we all, uh, we all know I wouldn't be able to go a wild card weekend without a special teamer from the losing team as my X factor. <laughs> and if they're going to keep it close, they're going to need some big plays in the return game because ben, ben, Big Ben and that offense are so bad, so they're going to have to flip the field. I'm going Ray-Ray McLeod from the Steelers. He's my X factor. I like Ray-Ray McLeod. Uh, I'm going cornerback uh, Charvarius Ward for Kansas City. Uh, ten passive defense, two INTs. He must not let Deontay Johnson grab all the targets for Pittsburgh, or else that will definitely keep them in the game. All right, and our last game, the Monday Nighter, should be a real good one. The Arizona Cardinals and the L.A. Rams. Uh, obviously, if we both have a lot of things to say about it, we'll have to get to them in the after show. So we'll just <laughs> as we predicted, as we said, ninety seconds. Uh, actually, it's two minutes. See, we were wrong. One hundred and twenty seconds. Uh, cards eleven and six. Rams twelve and five. Uh, this will also be a rubber match of these two division rivals. Uh, this one is a four-point spread. Cardinals plus four at the Rams, um, and I'll go first on this. Uh, they did split the season series, uh, so once again, uh, a rubber match. Um, L.A. has to somehow keep the Arizona offense out of the end zone like they did in week 14. Kyler threw for 383 in that game, but no TDs and two INTs. Mistakes, penalty flags, turnovers, that's going to be the key. Uh, but the way L.A. is playing, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to denigrate uh, Matt Stafford, I'm not going to denigrate Cooper Cup and the Triple Crown or whatnot, but it, it, uh, there's no real reason to you know trust that the Rams are going to come through. I, I'm I've been very uh, stubborn throughout the years. If I pick a team to make the Super Bowl, I usually ride them all the way. I pick the Rams to make the Super Bowl. I don't like the way they're playing at the end of this year. I'm taking Arizona to win 26-20. Wow. I'm, well, we concur again. I, I haven't gone so far as who's going to win, but I'm taking Arizona with the points. Uh, I agree. I will crap all over Matt Stafford. This is Matt <laughs> Stafford in the playoffs. We don't know what we're going to get. I Granted, it's Kyler Murray, and we don't know what we're going to get. The Cardinals were wildly inconsistent this year, crapped the way the division when it looked like they were going to run away with it, right? Totally limped 
into the back half of the season and into the playoffs. But until I see otherwise, I'm going to have a hard time picking the Rams and Matthew Stafford because you just really don't know what you're going to get. They're, they're the box of chocolates team. You just never know. Who's your X factor for this one? Uh, it's got to be Cam Akers. Uh, don't know what you're going to get from him coming back from a blown, uh, it was like a ruptured Achilles or something, oh, terrible yeah. injury. Uh, he was so useful for them last year. They get him back last week for a little, you know, uh, action in week 18. If they get anything extra out of him in the running game, that's going to be huge. And mine will be uh, Marcus Golden, who had more sacks for Arizona than Chandler Jones. So, wow. Well, there you go. And now into our VIP after show well, program. I I did it again. I took up all the time again. If if anybody wants to experience this show when it was like pure wizardry, <laughs> uh, just go back and listen when, when this show was thirty minutes. Oh God. How how I don't we, I don't know how how we I don't ever, know. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to some of those because we had to be magicians. Well, or as, as much as we can expand on things, we actually had a format, a structure. We would talk about the games before, right? We would actually like, okay, I'll take this game, you take this game, and but still, the fact that we were able to condense that all into thirty—it truly was less, much less detail when we were doing those thirty-minute shows. It was. I, I hadn't discovered pro, I hadn't discovered Pro Football Focus. I hadn't discovered uh, Pro Football <laughs> Reference. I had a lot less information uh, to that's throw true. out back then, so that's a part of it. Is I, I've, I've gotten a little bit too much into the numbers. I didn't think there was a chance in hell I was going to run all two hours out uh, with with all this info, but that's exactly what wound up happening. I skipped most of what I had for for most of the games because I took up well, way I, too much. I'll time. be honest with you, we don't usually have to recap as much from the final week as we did this because there was so much was happening a, an, an interesting final week you're right i i did calculate that in i didn't think we were going to go more than 30 or 40 minutes on recapping no uh, we week went 18. 70 <laughs> so that was a part of it yes i, I did not expect uh, to, to recap that much but it was it was a very interesting uh compelling last week of the, of the season and we didn't even get into uh the, all of the coaching firings we got into uh, the Bears, of right. course, and we and we talked about Miami and and Brian Flores a little bit. Uh, there were others, uh, the Giants, the absolute joke that is the New York Giants. They finally yeah. got rid of uh, uh, Joe Judge. That whole thing, that was the. the I don't. I, I should have an award for what that was. The last two weeks of the season, the football that the Giants were putting out on the field between that Bears game yeah. and this finale uh, against uh, I, man, Washington. I should have, I should have locked up Washington last week, especially after I'm, you know, especially after you learn that the giants were in such a cap mess that they couldn't even afford to field a full team. Crazy. Well, but whoever you put on the field, that doesn't mean you have to call a quarterback sneak on third and nine. There's no <laughs> excuse for that. That's, that's just, I don't know what I'm doing. So uh, I'm going to call this complete give up. They're trying to catch up what napping. What the hell? <laughs> what are you doing? They were backed up almost to their own goal line, uh, and they decided to call the goal. I, I saw that replay, and I was like, um, that they had to have fumbled the snap or something, right? No, they called that on purpose. <laughs> 
what would they and that was some of the uh, stuff that they were doing in that uh, Bears game too. I didn't see a whole lot of highlights, but what I did see, they had the I had the same reaction like why, what are you doing out there? Why are you there's no yeah. really no team that should get blown out by Chicago to, as, as dysfunctional as they are. Uh, but the Giants got completely killed in Week 17 by Chicago, and then uh, get destroyed by Washington in Week 18. Is yeah, that 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 firing was well deserved. Joe Judge earned his firing by with some of the shit that he was pulling out. But there. that's one of those disheartening firings because who wants that job? I don't know. Well, it, it depends on Daniel Jones. Do you think that Daniel Jones is the man? And uh, we we laughed because of what the, the 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 metrics were saying that he was one of the more productive quarterbacks the first few weeks of the Which season. Of course, a, that completely yeah, no, went away. No, no. So if you're a, a guru it, coach and you think you can, you know, you got something, you can mold Daniel Jones into something, and maybe you can take that. Which is sad because when they're healthy, they actually have a very talented receiver core. You wouldn't know it because they're never on the field. Well, yeah, they've got the Titans problem. You just can't get those guys all on the field at the same time. No kidding. Um, yeah, they they do have some talent. It's not like the Jets wide receiver core, which is just kind of bereft. Uh, Braxton Berrios? Did I name one? You, you did. Hey! Uh, all right, what do I win? <laughs> uh, you talk more football with me after two hours of football. That's what you Oh, want. okay. You, you no, I can't most... name our, our Panthers receivers. That's what I can't name. Oh, um, DJ Moore? Is that one? Is he still there? I, I don't know. Maybe. Oh. Um, speaking of Moore, that Steve was the, Smith? I was gonna... <laughs> not anymore. Ice up. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, you you didn't name the most talented receiver on the Jets, which is Elijah Moore. I was almost Im- oh. as impressed with him as I was with General Mills in Houston. Like those are some. You wow. talking about futures? Like th- this is what happens when you watch too much football, like I do. Uh, you, you see some guys, you see a spark, you go, "Hey, let me let me remember him." Like you know, for fantasy next year or something. I, I might, Please, I might. Whatever you do, <laughs> don't draft General Mills. Don't even I, no, use your last pick on him. I, I, well, it, it would have to be my last pick, but I, I might. You never know. I drafted Jameis this year. That didn't the, work. He probably won't even be the starter. They just shook in the coach. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen down there? Um, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I was impressed with him. No, I definitely uh, will consider drafting uh, Eli Moore for uh, from the sure. Jets. Uh, he really showed some things before he got hurt and been out for the year. Um, but yeah, there's there's very little. To, yeah, Braxton Berrios, very good. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think if five men walked into a room and one of them was Braxton Berrios, I'd, I'd probably get to number five, and, and I'd probably miss all of them before I got to the actual Braxton Burials. Um, yeah, those so like in a lineup, each. like if you're trying yeah. to pick them out of a police lineup, you'd have no idea. I'd, two, I think. Or is it four? I, I don't know. Uh, those two organizations, the, the Jets and the Giants, just, what, what are you, like, what are you doing? <laughs> just throw your hands up if you're fans of either one of those teams. Lou and Jersey, man, tell, what, what are the Jets doing? What are, What's going on? Um, he, he's not listening now because we're not live anymore. Uh, but yeah, there's some some stuff going on with some of these these organizations. Who else got fired? Was there uh, some others? I'm trying to think. Well, yeah, uh, well, Houston happened the next day. Oh yeah, David Culley for you know wh- why hire him if you're going to fire him after that? Like the Texans kind of did a lot more than they should have. I know they were bad, but they, they probably should have been worse than they were. They won four games. They probably should have won two or one. They were awful. 
they were they were really bad. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Starting I don't quarterback know. and deactivated them every game. Well, this tells you about the Houston hire. I didn't know who he was till he got yeah. fired. <laughs> so uh, I he wasn't one of the, the Texans, sexy coaches. That's for sure. I did not know the Texans head coach name till he got <laughs> fired. We didn't. I don't believe it came up on our show this year. I don't think no. we ever talked about it. I never bothered to take the time to learn his name. Yeah, and. I finally learned his name when he got canned. That That's not a good sign for your coaching career that nobody knew who you were. So you got fired. Right. Uh, it, but it's a terrible sign for the organization that he didn't do a, a bad job. He did a, probably a better job than he should have been expected to do under the circumstances. And he fired him anyway after one yeah. year. Like, uh, what Vic else Fangio, did you want him to uh, do? Vic Fangio got fired. There you go. Uh, in Denver. Uh, and Mike Zimmer. Sunday. And Mike and we and that was something I talked about when the uh, Bears and Vikings were playing each other. Like this feels like the end for both of them, and I was I was actually right. And on it that. was it was we just were on the wrong you were on the we were on opposite sides on that pick. Um, I had the Vikings Chicago and the Bears, but they played both them got very well uh, until it, until it mattered. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it just felt like it was uh, you know it, it reminded me a little bit of the Lovey Smith firing. Uh, that Chicago wasn't bad at that point. It just felt like it was time. Like he'd been there so well, long. Um, it, it yeah, like it the was worst time thing, for that to change. You know, the worst thing that happened to that Bears franchise was that three-game win streak to go into the playoffs last year when it looked uh, like everything was the like the trajectory was towards him getting fired. But then they get in, so he he buys himself another season. It probably set them back more than more than anything else. If you're that short-sighted, if you're Virginia McCaskey, and yep. that fooled you into thinking that you needed to keep him around, it's she's a hundred years old. I, I know, but she's the I, owner. Like, like, could you Nothing tell? You can do about it. I couldn't. I couldn't tell her apart from Sister Jean. <laughs> They're both white-haired old people. Just kind of sitting there, yeah. Um, yeah, they all look like Mrs. Fletcher. <laughs> you know who Mrs. Fletcher is? I, I do not. That I'm falling. No. I can't get up. <laughs> We're sending up immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. <laughs> I, I was thinking about movie characters and oh uh, no no, Ms. no no that that's that Mrs. Fletcher, oh, the infamous I, I was, one. I, I was thinking Mrs. Doubtfire, like uh, Robin um, Williams. So no, uh, yeah, the Vikings, uh, you know, I guess Cass is happy over there at football. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure she was was done with that This was three, four years ago she was done with Mike Zimmer. Right, she's done with them longer than I've been done with Matt uh, Nagy and and Ryan Pace. So So, yeah, she's she's probably thrilled about it. You got to figure the Vikings... Um, is maybe the cupboards a bit more full? I mean, well, you got the yes. very talented running back. You got the yeah. very, very talented wide receiver. I think their yes. big question is who they bring in. Is that person going to want to deal with Kirk Cousins? Cause that's, I don't know, you know, if right. you think that's salvageable or not, uh, some people probably do and some people don't. So that'll be the, the big question with that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the Vikings feel like that team that could be a quarterback away, but 
Kirk Cousins is obvious. I'm assuming he's still under contract. We didn't bother taking the time to learn Kirk Cousins' contract, but he's got to have a year left. Maybe he's a free agent. I don't know. I mean, somebody will sign him if he's a free agent. He's not just trash. Um, he, he's he's definitely that just one maybe one hair's width above Carson Wentz <laughs> level. <laughs> um, you know, we're, that's, that's we're, not a he's got he, he, no, but he's got he's got talent, but he's just got that innate ability to screw you at the worst possible moment. Looks like he's uh, next year is his last. Looks like okay. he had a two two year extension that he signed last year. Okay, so if I am that front office, I'm not shopping him. I, I'm 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 playing him through. I I, I mean, he's more stable. Yeah, doesn't. I'm not saying don't draft a guy. Don't you know? Yeah. And maybe even trade up. You know, um, you know. The, obviously, Jacksonville is in. You know, sitting in the catbird seat with that real high pick. So obviously, they're not drafting a quarterback. So you're going to have somebody. Somebody's going to lose their shit, right? And and go and go after a quarterback, right? You know, who thinks we're just a quarterback it, away? It so usually winds it, up happening. It, it, is it Minnesota? It, is it? Denver, you know, who's going to lose their minds for and, and way overpay for a unproven commodity quarterback and what's supposedly a very weak quarterback class this year? They they keep saying that. They say that every time, and then it winds up being where, oh, well, uh, somebody went to the combine and, and did unbelievable work, and now they're the number one overall projected pick. It's like, what? So right. we'll, we'll see who, who that is this time. Um, I'm looking at uh, Pro Football Talk, who I believe is is telling me that Cousins' contract is indeed up this year. Um, I was reading it wrong. Oh. Yeah, the the, the two-year extension, uh, this was the end of it. uh, He doesn't have one year left. Uh, Looks like he's got a cap number of $45 million next year. Fully no. guaranteed, uh, thirty-five million is fully guaranteed, and Oof. it's going to be a keep him or or uh, or trade him uh, situation. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading it wrong again. Maybe he does have one more year left. Um, yeah, it looks like he's got one more year left. But yeah, like I was saying, whoever the new coach that they bring in, that's number one question obviously is going to be what do, what do you think of, of Cousins? Do you want to keep him or do you want to get rid of him? But if they get rid of him, it's going to be a massive uh, cap hit. So just right. by, the, so by the numbers, that financial point, looks like no. he'll stay. Yeah, let him be your – he can be your QB1, but you still <laughs> can move heaven and earth to try to replace him, right? You send that message. Yeah, uh, draft someone, bring in – yeah, whatever you got to do to uh, get, get somebody else ready because you're not going to – keep cousins around for, you know, uh, an extra 50 million a year after this deal is done. You're not doing it. No, no. Kirk Cousins will find a job. He's going to basically, after this deal is up, which will go down as one of the bad ones. I mean, this isn't Dan or not Dan Orlovsky. Oh God. Brock Osweiler bad or Mike (laughs) Glennon bad or Scott Mitchell bad, but it's bad. Um, he becomes uh, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type, right? He's going to bounce around the league. He'll get some starting gigs. He'll be a really good backup who, you know, the starter gets hurt. And, hey, oh, remember, you know, and Kirk Cousins will lead a team to a few wins. So I think he just becomes sort of that guy. I think this is sort of his last hurrah, his last rodeo, so to say, as being like a, a, a upper echelon 
like guaranteed starter. I think after this, he becomes sort of a journeyman guy. It's like you read the uh, Mike Florio column. You just pretty much uh, verbatim oh. him. Uh, oh, I said, did. While, yes, he said, while Cousins doesn't land in Brock Osweiler, Jared Goff hot potato territory, <laughs> which would require the Vikings to give another team one or more draft picks to take the Cousins contract off the books, it may not be easy to find a team that will gladly pay Cousins $35 million in 2022. So, yeah. Looks like okay. he's going to stay there. Yeah, I think he stays there. And then, yeah, but no, after this year is over, this next year is over, there's going to be that, like, middle-tier team who's not quite good enough to expend draft capital on a top running back or quarterback, but starter's a bum, and Kirk Cousins becomes a, a serviceable upgrade, right? He'll find a job. I mean, if I was to say, okay, there's 32 quarterbacks in the league, where would I just randomly slot Kirk Cousins in without ranking them all? Probably, you know, somewhere in that 16 to 20 range. He's not terrible. Statistically, he had a nice year. Probably but, one of his yeah, best. He, right, but, but, but he's, he's not on a champion. That, he's not taking no. you to the promised land. No, he's, he's on that list for me of teams that you – coach around or try to win in spite of, not yes. because of. Just next to Baker <laughs> Mayfield, Mayfield, next to Carson list. Wentz. Carson <laughs> was at the Mayfield. we got to name this list. Uh, <laughs> somebody. The, yeah, Mayfield. <laughs> the Mayfield. I don't know list. who would be more, uh, well, or Wentz. I don't know who would be more deserving. No, because yeah, Wentz had the injuries. Like, Wentz was, like, he's been, he's had two different careers. Right, that <laughs> right. pre-injury, post-injury career, like with with Baker Mayfield, the game plan truly is don't <laughs> let him lose the game for us. Like Kirk <laughs> Cousins can actually throw; he'll win you some games with his arm. Yeah, Mayfield has never in his life had a stadium chanting MVP at him like Carson Wentz once did. Mm, no, <laughs> never in his life. No, no. Number one overall pick, folks. You don't hit. They're not all home runs. They're not all Joe Burrow, <laughs> who I wasn't no. even that high on coming out of college. Right? I thought he was. I, you know, you always fear the hype train, right? And right. then Burrow looked okay a little. You know, his rookie season, he was, he was he was okay. He looked like a rookie, and then he got hurt, so he had no concept of what it was going to be like. And then we got about to the midpoint of this season. You're like, oh, oh, well. Before even before that, the season starts and the whole Jamar Chase thing is, oh God, he can't catch. He's dropping everything in preseason. Oh yeah, he's a they, bum. In preseason, right. he was dropping everything, and then he just apparently is not a not a practice type guy. They just drafted this guy to to go with with Burrow because they were teammates at LSU. What what a mistake! What a bum! And then the season starts, it's like, oh shit, I, I, I guess he's not bad. He's actually really good. And then Jamar Chase has the single greatest receiving day ever. <laughs> Just absolutely blowing everyone's doors off, like him and him and and, yeah. and Burrow hooking up and having no mercy on everybody. So yeah, I think uh, they're going to destroy the, the the Ravens tomorrow. Is that my biggest uh, biggest win? Twenty points? Yeah, that's my biggest win of the weekend. That well, and not only that, I mean, at the beginning of the year, we thought it was gimmicky. It's like, oh, it's Blake and Pickens. It's a, it, it, they're a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. And we're, that's what we're – that's because that's how they were playing, but it was effective. And, and, but they, 
you know, they were still having those losses. No, the thing that really stood out to me about the Bengals was just, yeah, they lost seven games, but those ten wins they had, they had a lot of quality wins. And a lot of ass kickings, and 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 they weren't bump slaying. Yes, right. So the, they they beat good teams. They they didn't backdoor their way into the playoffs. They they actually took control of that division. When it looked like three four weeks ago, nobody wanted to win that division. Right. We were looking at all the one game where the Browns uh, were uh, would have been in they first were, place if they won, yeah, but they lost. So they, they were they all within the last. game at one point. There was like yeah. one point they were all within one game of each other. And then the Bengals just put their foot on the gas and said, okay, we'll take this. <laughs> so that, that's where you got to watch those. Sometimes those are the teams that end up being the yeah. most dangerous in the playoffs. Right. They got nothing to lose. They they get there yeah. on a hot streak and you can't stop them. Because you, you, who's going to scheme up something to stop? If you if if, if that's legit, if Joe Burrow has got three guys he can go to at any time uh, and, he, and he's not afraid and he thinks he's the best quarterback in football already and they got a running game, which, who's, who's stopping that? So yeah, they're, they, I, they're very. Nice. I don't know, and you know, and if both of the uh, home team, you know, Buffalo and Cincinnati both hold serve, um, that means Cincinnati's going to Tennessee. <laughs> that would be the battle of two teams nobody wants a part of. Right, because Tennessee would be like, oh, everyone thinks the Bengals are going to come to get us. We got them right where we want them because Tennessee loves <laughs> being hated on, but the, the Bengals, Bengals love on the other side, <laughs> right. <laughs> Just love being that they bought like two teams. Like neither one of them is going to want to be the underdog, or want the other one to be the underdog because they want to be the underdog. Yeah, the Bengals are going to be like, oh, but we're playing the number one seed. They're the number one team. No one's giving us it. Whoever wins that game at the end of the game will be uh, grabbing the microphone from whatever tart is out about there the trying to hear. Nobody yeah. gave us a chance. Nobody, <laughs> but we took it from. Yeah, no matter no matter who wins. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to see the disrespectable already, <laughs> you know. And, 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 you know, you've got New England winning. Uh, and obviously, New England winning would automatically send them to Tennessee. Right. Um, and then Cincinnati would go, we would assume, to Kansas City. So that that would be fun. Yeah, Tennessee should be uh, afraid of either one of those. Uh, Tennessee should get uh, cold chills anytime they see the Patriots uh, coming to play them. Because that doesn't usually work out well for Tennessee, <laughs> right? Yeah, so you know we assume uh, we assume that Tampa hangs on, and you know Tampa holds on, which means that we really end up needing um, you know some some clarity then for for next week because uh, you know that really just shakes out as far as who's going to end up going to to Green Bay. Um, well, I got the other two road teams in the NFC. Right, you've got Arizona and San Francisco winning, um, yep. which would actually send the Niners up to yeah. Green Bay under your uh, scenario. That's right. And, and don't uh, count out the I Niners. Would... The Niners are, are under feisty underdogs too, man. No, I, I, I know it. I know it. Um, I just, I just, I just like Dallas. I think Dallas has got all the weapons. Uh, you know, oh, sure. but definitely they don't get the coaching edge. That's for sure. Mike McCarthy, baby, my ex Yeah. How is he going to mess uh, that up? It's going to be you know, we management. We have, how many times have we had a coach X factor? Not many, but that one just jumped out at me like, oh man, 
he's going to be the deciding factor. He's going to do something in the last five minutes of the game. It's going to be like, what yep. did he just There's, do? He's going to burn. He's going to challenge something stupid. <laughs> or, oh, man. Run on the field calling a timeout when San Francisco is in disarray. It's like, no, why did yeah. you do that? No, I, I totally total clock mismanagement, which, yeah. you know. Somehow. Somebody, he's not going to have the Herm Edwards clock coach. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah. When they got him a they, clock management coach? Well, when you know it's a weakness, then you, you do what you got to do. I guess so. It's not like money is short in the NFL. So uh, somebody could hire me. I'll watch the clock. Hey, coach, coach time's running out. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> coach, watch the clock. Yeah, tap the wrist. Coach. Coach. What's the time? Come on. <laughs> what are we doing out here? Oh, man. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. You know, that that there isn't a game this weekend that I, I don't want to watch. Not even the Steelers Chiefs? Oh, I want to watch. I, I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> So that might the volume is going to be very low, but I, I want to watch. I want to watch the Steelers get annihilated. That's what I want to watch. This great man Ben Roethlisberger playing possibly his last game. Let's look at his family. Let's pretend like he didn't rape a girl years ago. Let's, uh, uh, yeah, this, show the motorcycle. Oh. <laughs> Remember that? Oh yeah. No, they're, they're not going to do that either. Not going to start calling him Bathroom Ben or, or Rapelisberger. <laughs> no. or, you know, okay. No. <laughs> We're forgetting about all of that. We're we're sweeping it all of the past. Like Kobe, like Kobe, Kobe, uh, exactly. Kobe gets a pass, right? Yeah, exactly. We're completely forgetting about uh, Kobe Bryant uh, fucking a white girl up the ass in Colorado. We're just completely acting like that yeah. didn't happen and and praising him to to the heavens. Oh, yeah, that was uh, very nauseating as well. We we, we I'd love to, uh, to to see an interview with her with, with the with the woman that that Kobe raped that whole weekend that they were praising him. I was waiting and, and reading oh, around trying to. Nope, but nobody went nope, there. Nobody nobody talked to her. Okay, well, yeah. I wonder what her opinion about all of that would be. I wonder what Roethlisberger's uh, victim uh, what her opinion would be about all this. You this know, love for, for yeah, ben. you don't want to go to her and be like, oh, what did you think about Kobe? You know, good. Oh, ooh, uh, back to you in the studio. <laughs> I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. Well, you have some honesty finally for for a change. <sighs> All right, we're about done. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been a fun show. Uh, Friday again next week. Um, to be our last of the Friday shows, at least through the playoffs here. I promised to uh, tone down on the uh, the statistics. I, I didn't know how long winded <laughs> I was getting. Well, you, you it's know? easier. We'll only have six games to recap, so hopefully we won't spend seventy minutes recapping six <laughs> games, unless they're wild. Who knows? Well, you, you never know. Um, but no, when you got, uh, I tried to bullet point all my my points. Uh, when you get to fifteen bullet points for a game, cool. that's too many damn bullet points. Yeah, so I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tone that down for uh, for next show. Yeah, I figure. Uh, you know, I was looking at it at that point. I'm like, man, we got about six. Six minutes, six to seven <laughs> minutes per pick here. So I'm always watching the clock, though. I, I try to help you out. Well, I know it's good who that my co-host does. is. We've only been doing this for years, and you know that I need a, a time management clock guy. So that's oh yeah, you're, we're you're volunteering you the firm for Edwards. That. Yeah, 
you're listening to me go on and you're pointing at your we're, wrist going, yes. oh, we're not going to hire dude. Mike McCarthy. No. <laughs> McCarthy wouldn't get all six games in at all. He'd, he'd completely leave two off. His, his clock management would be so bad. And then just have that, not that look on his face where he's like staring off into huh? space, you know. What? What What happened? I don't know. Yeah, I'm very, very familiar uh, with that. With that hey, thing. what happened? All right. Playoff football is finally here. The big super wild card weekend. Yeah. Um, and we I'm, disagree I'm, only on two? We we do. I mean, you you could change any picks yeah. you want. You could uh, if no. you want. No, no, and you can't put me yeah. away. Even if I drop them oh, both, no. you still have. I'm still not put away. Although if I get both of them and I get to within seven, it's a it's a game again. Yeah, you're, you're definitely trying to get within shouting distance. So yeah, and no, even we're... if we push on them all, uh, yeah, there's still so many points on on the table here. That's right. So. We'll see how all of that shakes down. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm sorry I ran out all the time, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do better the next time, as, okay. as they say on PTI. Nothing new. <laughs> this is true. Too late. Too right. late to change now. This is who we are. Uh, he is Jay. I am Dre, the long-winded one, and this has been. In much less detail, the podcast, the big football party before Super Wildcard Weekend J Sports gets started tomorrow. Hopefully you all enjoyed it and got some information out of our picks. Uh, bet responsibly, play responsibly, have fun as always. And everybody, enjoy your playoff football starting tomorrow. Three days in a row of playoff football for the first time in history. And we will talk to you and recap that and make our divisional round picks next Friday night, same time, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. We will talk to you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.